Welcome in, everyone, to episode 81 of the Bowcast Podcast. I'm your host, Caleb Payne, joined by my co-host, Speedish Chief 2. What's up, Caleb? Or should I say uh, San Diego runner-up, uh, regional qualifying uh, ch- champion Caleb Payne? Is that what you should say? I don't know. <laughs> or, or, okay, I, l- let me read that, too. Or I should say Speedish Chief 1, a.k.a. the, the younger brother of Speedish <laughs> Chief 2. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, fair enough. But but seriously, Caleb, how are you doing? You had a huge weekend, I think. A lot oh, of people did. What a weekend. What a weekend. I mean, we, we might just jump into it, right? I was going to do the questions, but we'll talk about the questions from the last podcast in a little bit. But um, yeah, I I didn't go 0-2, right? So that was my that was my biggest concern. Uh, like we mentioned last time, too, I didn't really prep much for this one, but... I, you know, I played most of these Pokemon before on my team, so I was fairly familiar with them. But it was, uh, it was good. We went on, yeah. we went on quite a run. You know, I almost got eliminated the first time I was on stream against that Shadow Gliscor. Um, <laughs> dude, that dude okay. Wow, from Blepnir, dude. I, okay. I, I was looking. I was like, like, who brings this? Right? Like, of course, it's my round two opponent. But, okay, so for, for reference, right, yeah, if you just follow along with the podcast, maybe you just listen for GVL coverage, uh, we were both in San Diego for the regional championships last weekend. I right. was commentating along with Defy, Gabby, and Alpha Phoebe. Caleb actually decided to, you know, hang up his caster headset and actually compete, right? And we're like, okay, okay, Caleb's going to compete, you know. Uh, he's got some spicy things in mind. Turned out his team was like, relatively tame but still had that signature bastidon on it mm. and uh and just to your point right just to catch everybody up the blepnir team had like shadow gliscor galarian stunfisk and metacham and i was looking at that team and i literally said on on the cast i literally said if i went into professor oak's lab and designed a team to beat caleb <laughs> this is what i would come up with yep. and i was like i was cracking up i was like giggling off camera i was like caleb is in so much crap right now i don't know yeah, how he's gonna win I was, yeah. I was like, I felt pretty defeated when I had um, Shadow Gliscor locked into my Trevenant in the first game in the back. And the Shadow Gliscor had two shields, I think, or at least one shield. And uh, I was, mm-hmm. there's, there was no getting out of that one. But um, that yeah, tough. and the Fire Fame, Wild Wild, like, it was wild. And so the biggest problem was for my team, I'll give like a brief rundown if you haven't, you don't know about it. Uh, I had Sableye, Trevenant, Noctowl, Registeel, Bastiodon, and Metacham. But the difference with my team is that Medicham had Dynamic Punch and not Psychic. Yeah, Dynamic Punch, yeah. Ice Punch, which for the Blepnir game completely saved me because I needed to land Dynamic Punch and an Ice Punch. Two Ice Punches wouldn't have done it. I would have just lost right there and just, mm-hmm. you know, took my first loss on day one in round two. But um, yeah. so it did help me there. There were a couple of situations where not having Psychic was rough. I know I lost at least one matchup without it um maybe even two actually because one yeah because one where i was up against the process with shield advantage i couldn't take it take it out but um yeah so but overall the dynamic punch i think was uh, really fun to use the the trickiest thing about running it is that i was terrified of medicham mirrors so i ended up bringing medicham yeah. way less than i probably should have but my yes. opponents knew that too because they're like my medicham is your medicham counter you can't do anything with these ice punches um, so I had to rely on my ghost Pokemon quite a bit. Um, yeah, Sableye was really just the MVP of my team. You know, I used it in like, I think I used it in every battle. I'm, I, I'm actually, I'm actually not sure if I went a single. No, I did. I, I, yeah, I went trapped in a double seal one game at least. So um, one game. Yeah, one. yeah, at least one game. So, um, 
But uh, yeah, it, yeah, overall though, I think Sableye had the highest usage on my team for sure because you know no one's running Charm these days, and there weren't. I didn't run into a single Azu on my end of things. Yeah, but exactly. Azu wasn't scared for me because I had Reggie Seal, Trevenant, and Bastion's the Azu counter because they're not running Hydro Pump. So yeah, um, but uh, no, no, that yeah. was that was huge. Your Sableye mm-hmm. play was really good, and again, I think I think the theme as well for me was making more out of less because mm-hmm. you did rely on the Knockdown, Trevenant, Sableye, Metacham quite a bit, mm-hmm. and you'd sprinkle in like a Registeel every now and then. You brought Bastion onto stream, I think once, maybe twice, twice max. Yeah, twice. And yeah, I lost uh, one of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, well, what really floored me, and if you don't mind me sharing this, yeah. Uh, what really floored me is that you know backstage we can see when the trainers actually lock in, mm-hmm. but in order for like, uh, for in order for everybody to not actually see you during the team selection screen, we hide that process, right? We just yep. put the casters mm-hmm. on cam or the trainers themselves. Caleb was speed running his lock ins. I swear, no one that he matched up against came even close to him within like 10 seconds i'm like looking over the screen like okay they're choosing their pokemon wait caleb has already decided he's like already picked his team can can you talk like (sighs) i'm actually curious about this personally can you talk about like your lock-in procedure because a lot of trainers i've even seen it go to like you know the recent invite screen because they take so long yeah and a few of my opponents so i won't name names but the judges had to tell them to lock in soon because they were (laughs) they were like taking too long like there's like there's like a slow play rule or i think it's like two or two and a half minutes Mm-hmm. And the judges start reminding you, especially when it's a stream battle, it's like, you know, like it's just killing the stream momentum too. And like, how much can you really think, right, about it? Yeah. Um, for me personally, I mean, I'm sure like it's not like always the best strategy, right? Because sometimes I might just hastily overthink, uh, like, like underthink things, I guess. But, you know, at the end of the day, like you could think however long you want, but your opponent just may completely bring the wrong line. It's not like the harder you think, the closer you're going to get to guessing their line, you know? Um, and. Mm-hmm. I know debatable. some, yeah, I guess debatable. Yeah, exactly. It's not, maybe not the best, best uh, course of practice, but, and then the other thing is a lot of people bring paper and pen and they write down the opponent's teams or strategies and stuff like they take notes. I don't take any notes. I didn't even bring paper or pen. I just sit there and just look at the sheets um, and just go by kind of memory and stuff too. It's really about reading your opponent more than anything else. You could say like, oh, I can, I went against Speedish Chief and game one, he brought this game two, he brought this. I feel like game three, he might bring this, right? But mm-hmm. what you bring game three after bringing the first same two lines and then what uh, maybe Butters would bring in game three is completely different because of who you are, right? And yes. how, how you're seeing the situation. And so it's really a lot of times making a read on the opponent. I think that was probably my my uh, downfall against Ramberto because I didn't make the best reads on him. I don't think, I, I don't remember, like I've won like maybe like two or three leads against him in like 14 battles. It was it wasn't it wasn't great you know uh, it was a lot of neutral play or just I, I was like losing the lead there too but um i think his play style was just a little different and threw me off a little bit you know and so, so some people are like why didn't you bring the medicine i'm like dude like if i bring medicine he has a trevin in the lead i got red seal in the back i'm, I'm just screwed like what do i do and I, that, that yeah. did happen at least like one of the games and i definitely lost that you know so like i was like yeah it feel it looks good into his current team but like if he didn't bring that team, we're talking about a different story here, you know. But, um, yeah. but yeah, in that situation, I just didn't make the right read. But you know, that's kind of my philosophy. But regards to how fast I lock it in, I always, I try to at least, especially in person. When I'm at home, I'm like not as concentrated. But I'm in person. I'm thinking already. What do I do if he brings this? Right. I'm mm-hmm. looking at their team. I'm saying, I might not catch the lead I want. If I do, great. If I don't. I need a backup plan and a backup plan to the backup plan. 
And yes. so I'm, I'm like thinking through like all my potential win cons and all of what they may have. The moment I see their lead and the moment I see their counter switch. Because there can only be so many things at a certain point based on how they play. Unless they play like very strange. Like let's say they're weak to medicine in the lead and they're weak to medicine in the back and they swap out instantly, right? Like that, that'll happen once in a while. But uh, typically you win those anyway because you just hard count that and your, your medicine just sweeps. But sure. Um, but so yeah, based on how people play, you can usually make predictions on their lines. And so okay. that's just my kind of thing, you know? And I've, I've been like that for pretty much my entire Pokemon Go PvP, you know, history and mm -hmm. career. So uh, mm -hmm. that's just kind of, yeah. Like my, well, my teammates on factions will tell you this too. Because when I, when I do faction battles, like I'll screenshot to my teammates because that's like what everyone does these days. But my teammates don't really do much for me. Like, I'll, yeah. they're like, what about this? I'm like, I'm over with this. Right, I'm locking in. They're like, wait, 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 wait. I'm like, it's too late. <laughs> I'm committed. Yeah. You know, what's actually ironic. Uh, I'll make one point about that. Uh, mm -hmm. I was teammates with two butters uh, mm -hmm. back in, in the Mazer days, and we would yeah. do our faction sets as well. And he's exactly the same way. Like, mm -hmm. he would lose a game, and then he would say, mm -hmm. you, you know, I feel like I was close. I'm just going to change one thing. And then he's already in the lock-in screen. Yes. And meanwhile, everyone's like, wait, butters, let's talk <laughs> about it. Hold on. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of usage, you thought that you brought Sableye a lot, dude. Uh -huh. Rimberto rode that Galarian stun oh fist my gosh, until dude, the yeah. brakes wore out. It was insane. Dude, the brakes didn't go out either. That was the thing. <laughs> yeah, the brakes did not go out. I mean, the thing you talk about butter is actually really uh, cool to hear because I did, I literally did that in the winners finals on day one against Kong Laser. I won game one. Uh, I had just a great lead and stuff. And then game two, I got just hard countered in every single way. Right? I think I swapped mm -hmm. like. I don't know. Every, like I swapped this. Like every, everything was just hard counter, right? I had a Lantern on the Noctowl, like a Noctowl on the it was so bad. Yeah. yeah, it was it was bad all around. It was like a Medicham on the Medicham, my, my Medicham with Lucidmere. And then I thought, you know what? That team is super weak to Trevenant in the back, and his only reliable Trevenant counter right here is that Noctowl. Unless he brings the Umbreon too. I don't think he has because he hasn't touched it yet. But if he brings the Umbreon too, then you know I just lose. So I said, you know what? I'm gonna go Medicham, Sableye, and I'm just going to change my Noctowl to a Trevenant. Triple weak to Noctowl. <laughs> And, but in my mind, I'm like, I don't care if I catch a knockdown in the lead, I just stay. If if the knockdown is in the lead, there's probably not an Umbreon in the back, right? Because then they're just too weak to Registeel and like Bastion and stuff. So mm -hmm. I'm just saying, you know what? If I catch a knockdown in the lead, I have a bad lead, I just play it out. And I caught, I think, a Glaring Stump is in the lead, and he swapped a knockdown. Everyone's like, dude, it's over. He brought three things to knockdown. Like, his knockdown's going to sweep. I was like, I'm fine. Like I, I just I know that if I take out this knockout, I'm almost positive whatever he has in the back is going to be weak mm -hmm. to Trevenant or neutral. And it turned out to be his own Trevenant, and I had a shield advantage and just rode that shield advantage to the end. Yeah, I remember. I think you sunk both shields into the matchup, and you were like, "I'm just uh -huh. going to play this leverage." Yeah, yeah, and it worked out. Yeah, I just I think I just used my Sableye Metacham for uh, his like meat shields essentially <laughs> yeah. for that matchup and just swept for the Trevenant. Yeah, and oh. I see him peed on the Trevenant too, which is wild because yeah, I'm yeah. not running my rank 500 Trevenant anymore. It's like a higher rank one, but... Uh, I thought that was so risky. Yeah. I was like, oh man, bringing it right down to the wire. I, I'll be honest, I kind of lost track of counts. I just knew he was on <laughs> the Shadow Ball and I didn't even realize the CMP until after I watched. Like, that's the thing, yeah. right? Like, I, I I played well this weekend, but I didn't play perfectly. Like, looking back, I mean, we could talk all about my misplays and stuff too. I think one big one was against Gucci Gang. I, I led uh, Trevenant into his... Maddie, he swapped Gfiz. I end up double shield my Trev because I miscounted his mud shots by one. Like that's mm -hmm. a big no-no. You shouldn't jump drop two shields, especially because he didn't shield the Shadow Ball. I yes. should just CMP'd on that third rock side or whatever it was. And um I was forced to shield it, but 
I got really lucky with my debuffs on the Registeel. <laughs> so oh, I could goodness, live an yeah. Ice Punch from the Medicham because I had two C-Bonds banked, so I knew he had to drop one shield to get the Ice Punch off. Yeah, I remember that game. Yeah. I remember because yeah, his his Medicham had the ice punch. It was close to a second one, mm-hmm. and his Medicham was it was pretty low in health, like within mm-hmm. maybe one seed bomb range. Yeah, and I was like, this is gonna be really tough because like Caleb will win CMP, but the Medicham has a ton of energy. And then yeah. the debuff kicked in, and I was uh-huh. like, there's a moment where with we both pause. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's a moment we both yeah. paused, and I was like, wait, I think Caleb's got this. Uh-huh. Like, I think he's, I think he's got this win. Yeah. 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 And uh, the, the crowd roared when they saw the Bastion A9. You know, everyone, everyone oh, always dude. hates Sebastian until they see an action and then they're like, a Bastion fan. <laughs> that was against Gucci as well, right? That was against Gucci. Yeah. It was that same game. Yeah. 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 Was, uh, I remember Bastion on rumbled out of the back line there for Caleb and just turned that uh-huh. A9 into crushed ice. It was pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah, um, but overall, it was a ton of fun, you know, and I think um, it was fun watching it back, too, to kind of hear the commentary or see the Twitch chat, right? This is something that's really, <laughs> really interesting to me, too, because a lot of people are like, RPS, he lost, RPS, like, what is he doing, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, I'll, no, not always, but sometimes I'll turn it to a win. It's like, wait, what? Like, that was, that was wild. And, you know, people are arguing back and forth. And that's the thing, like, in show six, there are rarely times where it's just hard, hard RPS. There were a few yeah. times that it did happen, not only in my matches, but in other people's matches. But there's two things on that. One, if you build a team that's very susceptible to being RPS, then mm-hmm. that that happened. But two, I mean, the, the, the other thing is sometimes you just can't avoid it depending on how you build your team. Uh, but then the second thing is um, the majority of time it's not, and you could play around it. You know, it, there, was, there was one specific match. It was against Gucci Gay in the game one. I had a Sapewai, a Registeel and a Metacham. And I rate I because I looked at his team beforehand. I knew he was going to be my first opponent. So I like I game planned a little bit. And I saw that there's nothing on his team that hard beats my Metacham besides his own Metacham. Because he had a I, he had a Powder Snow A9. And Knockout yes. is not the best matchup for Knockout. So I, I thought I need to draw this Metacham and grab a shield advantage because Registeel can get a shield advantage against Metacham, you know, with with Zafkan, because I knew he didn't have mm-hmm. power punch or dynamic punch. I get that Metacham out, I sweep with a two to one shield Metacham shield advantage in the back and so i literally purposely caught an earthquake on my reggie seal and everyone's like what is he doing that's a throw and i was like yeah no. i i know in the back of my mind he's going to swap in his match if he has it there's no way he doesn't right like you cannot resist that matchup and he doesn't have to drop a shield now that he learned land earthquake i come in i overfarm that with sabai and then i come in my meta champ and try to sweep and i knew that like i the other play is i could try to take out his glare stump is going down two shields with my sabai but i already knew ahead of time if he has that power stone low nine tails, I just lose, right? Because I, I like mm-hmm. he just comes in meta champ. I bring the save Y. He just does double dash and claim the save Y in the meta champ. So like I and thought all these yeah. yeah. So like the moment I caught that earthquake, I was like I'm relieved. And when I saw the meta champ, everyone was like, "You threw that," and I was like, "No." The worst case scenario is he has a knockdown in the back, and I win that anyway. If I have shield energy advantage on my meta champ, I have a shield advantage, or mm-hmm. it's a nine tails and I win that too. And so, you know, it's it's funny when people say those things too, but. um Going through my head, like I, I was exactly where I wanted to be. And I did that a couple of times too. People were like, What are you doing? Catching earthquakes on the Registeel? <laughs> it was like, I, I'm I need to draw out that Metacham to win. Or if they don't have a Metacham, then I'm fine because they, they can't much on me down. They still got yeah. the other earthquakes. They you know? they need two earthquakes. And I think Roberto yeah. found that out. I think he dropped uh-huh. three rock sides on your Reggie <laughs> and you survived all three of them. Uh, he finally got you with the fourth one, if I remember. But yeah. can you can you talk like a bit a bit to that uh, uh-huh. armchair quarterback style stuff that's been going on, like in 
stream chats and stuff because now now you you not just have been a caster you've also been like a player uh, from a, like a from having both perspectives like what does twitch chat need to know we'll talk more about twitch chat later too uh what do you mean by what is like what do they need to know in terms of like, in, in terms of like what it's like to actually compete and you know they oh, feel like they, okay. they always know the answer like oh man this yeah. guy's just making dumb yeah plays. There, there were definitely a few times where i definitely made misplays like i think i, I like he baited rocks at that no shield i should just stay it in but i ended up trying mm -hmm. to catch an earthquake on knocktown it put me in a really tough spot that i somehow won because i caught a c-bomb on Seal. but like that was <laughs> an unnecessary catch attempt so i think twitch i was like pretty spot on there right i mean I, the, the biggest thing is like you don't know the back line right as a player you can only guess based on how the opponent's playing so it always it, it typically the 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 end game looks obviously way more obvious to people than it may seem. But when you see players like outdoing what you predict the ending end game to be when you already see the back line, that's when you know like these are some high level plays, right? If you can see the team, like that's why I love commenting those games as a commentator, where I'm like, dude, there's no shot, right? They win this, right? I mean they're triple weak to knocked out. But then you literally see it unfold and like them proving you wrong, even when you see the back line, like that's wild to me. Right? And mm -hmm. I was able to get lucky and pull some of that off this weekend. But, you know, we've seen a lot of players in these play Pokemon tournaments do that time and time again. And that's high, high level play. You know, it's okay to be Twitch had to be wrong, right? Um, I think uh, uh, I think it's really, it, it's it's not as like RPS and, you know, like alignment heavy as people would think, especially if mm -hmm. you have good energy management, right? Of course, I, there's a few matchups that are bad, like Umbreon to Trevenant, Knockdown to Trevenant, but... A lot of those matchups aren't as one-sided. I think I even made the comment as well. I was like, if you look at this team, Caleb's got an ABA weakness to Fairy, and he's got mm -hmm. his Registeel like sandwiched in the middle. Mm -hmm. But Gucci Gang has that Powder Snow Lola Nine Tails, yep. and if you just looked at this on paper, the Lola Nine Tails would just sweep through, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's it's yeah. got such a huge advantage over it. But like you said, the neutral play from due to the Powder Snow allows you to actually hang in there, throw some charge attacks, and actually make something of it. So uh, yeah. we talked about that a lot in the cast. Mm -hmm. Defy and I did like not relying too much on the RPS typings and not mm -hmm. kind of blocking yourself in that mindset and instead yeah. relying on like neutral play and skill play. Yeah, that's something I always do when I look at a team is I was look, I'll look and see what is the strongest thing against all my Pokemon. And I saw and I was like, his best Metachamp counter is just a knockout in his the mirror right that's like not bad yeah. at all right like yeah. like the mirror is a little bit weirder to play but as long as i avoid the mirror dude my knockout has neutral play you're doing neutral counter damage you're taking super effective waiting tags but mention is bulky right or or mm -hmm. a low nine times they're doing neutral powder snows that do nothing right like you land a dynamic punch you're you're chilling so um yeah like the typings themselves like it's re really more so about understanding matchup knowledge of specific pokemon Yes, um, because if if you know the matchup knowledge, Noctowl is not really a Metacham counter in in most <laughs> regards. Like you're not feeling that bad about it, right? It's a much more reliable mm -hmm. counter, Sableye and Trevenant, right? But um, sure. and like Lickitung. But yeah, it was uh, it was quite a whirlwind. Um, I I was very happy with the end result. I mean, that's that's the dream scenario. I think we talked about this back when we did our Baltimore podcast mm -hmm. uh, for the first you know, competition of the 2023 season where it was Elam and House Stark in the grand finals. And they're both from Stadium Leap. They're both on the same team. And I was like, dude, that's the dream, right? Like to have one yeah. and two with not only your friend, your scrim partner, but like your teammate. Like it's like <laughs> win or lose, like it's a good case scenario, right? And yeah. um, so for me, I was like, yeah, like it'd be cool to be like the champion or get the first place medal, but I don't care. I'm I'm happy to be where we're at. 
And yeah. I just remember when I, cause, cause neither of us lost going to the winner's finals, right? So we faced each other yeah. and it was a close one, but we got to game five and he won. And I just remember afterward, like right after that battle, he's like, yo, like you're like, I believe in you, you gotta, you gotta come to the grand finals. You need to win this loser's bracket, like loser's finals and come here. Right? I was like, you got it, man. So the whole time when I'm sitting uh, in that loser's finals chair, I was listening to the commentary. Gabby said, like, I look nervous, but I don't know if I was nervous or not. I was just like, dude, like, I just need to get that rematch, right? Like, I need to do this for yeah. Booker. I need to get back there and put on a show. So I was like, I need to get there as soon as possible. And at that point, I was just like, like, I, I could, like, I, I could tell, like, in myself, I was like, I'm so dialed in here. Like, I know, like, I'm going to make every play, like, perfectly. And yeah. I, I almost did. I think maybe, like, one or two things I could have done, like, overformed a little bit. But um, it was when I well, went against Colin Laser and uh you know i just 3-0 right there i was gonna say if i remember a 3-0 is pretty clean (laughs) yeah yeah, (laughs) yeah. i'm gonna be nitpicky here yeah i got some good team comps in the games one and two but i I was making really good reads um Mm -hmm. based on that because i was like game one i was like lantern had neutral play against everything i was like he definitely brings lantern game two i really know right especially after losing that hard to game one on on alignment and that's exactly what he did he stayed swapped in i brought in the trev i didn't bring the trev game one so i was like yeah. You know, I was like, I, it was like one of those times where you're like, you're, you're always one step of your opponent in like thought process and you, like, you know it, right? Like I could feel it. And once I saw yeah. like, you know, knockout game three, I was like, all right, this is it. Like, this is, I definitely <laughs> got this. Like, you could, he caught three moves yeah, <laughs> in yeah. that game. He got three Dude. moves. I was like, I don't care. Like you could catch all the moves. Like I, I'm going to maintain my advantage still, even if you're catching the moves. Right. Yeah, it, it felt it felt to me like one of those old time cartoons when the characters like trying to hold on to something slippery uh-huh. and it like slips out of one hand into the other and it slips again <laughs> yeah, over yeah. and over like four times. Like you were just trying to like pin him down and uh-huh. say, OK, just accept the loss. Game is yeah, over. Yeah. Like great effort, really seriously yeah, okay. by Kong Laser to make it that far mm-hmm. and to like be so creative in that game. That was really, really high skill. And I mm-hmm. love seeing him play until the end. But yeah. at the same time, it didn't feel like there was a win condition there. Um, yeah. So. I don't think you were tracking this metric, but I guess last thing I want to touch on here, and then I've got a question for you. Mm-hmm. I think that you've locked on down more Pokemon, especially <laughs> in a grand finals than anyone I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, probably, you know, and, and <laughs> that's the thing, right? And especially in the grand finals matchups and the winner's finals against Berto, like there were so many battles and like there were definitely times where I like lost count of certain things, right? Especially the mud shots, right? So like I know the math, yeah. right? It's like five fives across the board for Rockside and eight seven 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 right uh for the yep. earthquake but sometimes you just lose it or like the the animation like you know i'm not i was like did i throw did i throw this lock on perfectly or did i give him an extra turn there right hmm. um but yeah that was interesting and i was talking to my teammate twasel after he was like yeah you're making that registeel matchup look better for registeel than glaring stuff is i have a really high rank <laughs> Reggie seal so that's, oh we that's can probably, tell we, yeah, we yeah because you need a double earthquake in the zero shields you cannot go <laughs> rock side right and I, I think that did happen not only in ramberto's matchup but i think another, let me let me do a quick look at my Reggie seal too I, I i'm just going to give a quick shout out to whoever traded to me okay oh my this gosh it's is... from Rekka becca that's from Rekka no becca. way this is yeah. huge for our youtube viewers yeah right there Rekka you can becca, see Rekka yeah, becca right yeah, it's was that but, wait um, was that it was that in seattle at GoFest? Uh, no. We did this trade September seventeenth, twenty twenty one. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. What so you've had that, that register for a while. Yeah. 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 So we must have been like ultra friends or something because it's got like mm-hmm. a three on the baseline. Nice. Um, I forgot what rank it is because I I just like removed all like the rank labelings for my Pokemon for this tournament. Yeah. But yeah, shout out to Rekka Becca. She doesn't play as much anymore, but she does. She is my cat sitter when I'm gone for quite a while mm-hmm. too. So she's a great person. Yeah. But um, so yeah, that must have been 
Yeah, I don't know when that was. September 21? I don't know. But okay, so Caleb, I feel like you're not going to answer this, uh-huh. right? But mm-hmm. I think a lot of people listening, a lot of people who are watching are very, very curious. Mm-hmm. Last season, you commentated at Worlds 2022. Mm-hmm. This season, you were qualified to compete as mm-hmm. well. I think it would have sweetened the pot quite a bit if you would have won first place because then the travel <laughs> award would be yeah, covered. Yeah. But second place, you get the invitation, but you have to fly yourself mm-hmm. to Yokohama. Mm-hmm. Are you going to tell everybody if you're going to cast if given the opportunity or if you're going to compete? Yeah, that's a great question. I, I think a lot of people did ask me that, so I don't mind answering. Um, for me personally, uh, if you asked me this like two, three years ago, whatever, like, I'm compete. like, yo, I'm competing. Like, compete. I'm trying to be the world champ, you know? Um, and, and, and like, I know I joke around like, yeah, like, I'm probably not as good as some other people. But like, I go into every matchup and into every opponent thinking like, I could win this, right? Like I, I, I'm, I'm gonna work on it, right? But um, I have win cons. Maybe not against that Shadow Glyscore team. That was a little rough, <laughs> dude. That <laughs> but, was freaking rough. Yeah, yeah. But I was like, I, 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 I believe in myself in that regard, right? And I'm not, I'm not gonna go down without a fight. Uh, which is why when I against remember, I'm like, you're my team and everything, but you're not like, gonna let him win. Yeah, I was like, I'm happy if you win first, but I'm not. But you're this gonna easy. have to earn it. Yeah, you're gonna have to earn it, right? I'm yeah. gonna make you earn it, right? I don't top left for anyone, um, mm-hmm. even if they're my friend. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's, uh, so back then I would say, yeah, I'm going. Uh, I'll, I'll make it work. I'll find the funds to go, and I'm going to compete, and I'm going to try to go for you know the world championship, right? That that coveted title. But uh, these days, I mean, I've really grown to love commentating, right? It's just it's such a fun time uh, to meet people all around the world and commentate on these battles, especially with the co-casters. And it's just like it just sounds like you're just like having the time of your life watching these battles and seeing it unfold in front of you. It's just impressive gameplay. Mm-hmm. And um, I would personally be leaning more towards casting if given the opportunity. I don't know if I will be or not. And obviously yeah. when it does, and if I am given that opportunity, I'll probably think on it a little bit. But uh, I would have to be... Like, even if I won that first place with the travel package, I would still... I, would, I wouldn't change... Like, it wouldn't change how I feel about it currently. I think I think it'd make it tougher, though. Yeah, do you think so? Yeah, I, I do. Maybe I, should, I, really maybe do. I should go to another one, try to get the travel reward. <laughs> uh, I'm telling you, I mean, no, if I you're looking at a flight, flight and hotel, you might yeah, be spending yeah. upwards of like three to four grand. Yeah, that's true. Just that's to get true. out there. Yeah, yeah it is It is pricey uh, too. Um, yeah. But yeah, financially, I'm in a fortunate enough place where like I, I can't afford that So at the moment, so I would be okay with that. But, um, mm-hmm. but, yeah. but yeah, maybe it's easier said than done if I don't have to travel package to say that but uh yeah i, I also want to express like from a casting perspective like these things are not predetermined right yeah, like caleb, yeah. We, we don't know yeah i, I we don't know. know yeah yeah caleb steven gabby and i were really fortunate to cast worlds in london mm-hmm. but i think every single cast is also like its own audition right it's mm-hmm. i i actually was talking to my dad about this it's kind of like football camp right like if you go out and you perform well in camp you know you'll get a chance to start the game mm-hmm. if you perform well in week one you can start week two right but a lot of coaches don't ever have it like guaranteed it's yeah. not it's never locked in and i think that's good right because you don't want you know to a butters to just know he's going to cast worlds and then he just starts to you know say these off the wall things for no reason <laughs> yeah race says off the wall things man i'm still waiting for that amphros man Where, where's hey. the amphros at <laughs> no top eight amphros either we only got a few tournaments left man i'm, I'm just uh, another I'm just month? i mean i guess you could play like my bastion where you have it as bench pressure for the most part but the bastion at least came in handy you know I don't, the amphros yeah yeah, yeah we'll, see. we'll see oh no 
but um but yeah so it, it's it's a it's a great question but i i think i would definitely lean towards commentating too because i don't know i mean i, I wasn't expecting to do this well either at this tournament uh, but you know, you know me. Yeah, we talked about this before. Like I'm always like even at the Seattle tournament, like the in-person stuff. Like I I thrive in chaos, right? In stressful <laughs> environments. Like you put me on stage, like no problem, right? Like there's yeah. a uh, I'm a very low anxiety person, so in high anxiety situations, yeah. I'm like more alert, right? Some people might be more like you know, but um, and and it's it's funny because we have the white noise headphones. But yes. you can still hear some crowd audience noise if it's really loud. You can't hear the commentators, right? But that's like, like when I brought the bass down to A like I can hear the crowd, yeah, like, you know, roaring. I'm like, oh, let's go, like you know, they're real. Or, or like I think I made it. I ca- I caught an earthquake on my Medi in yes. one of the games uh, in the grand finals to uh, to win that match, and I could hear the crowd on that one it, too. And the reason that was like so epic is because like we could see the counts coming. We knew yeah, the yeah. move was coming uh-huh. and we saw your switch timer going at the same time. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Closing. And then as, as yeah. soon as it was ready, it was probably like a microsecond. Mm-hmm. You clicked the switch and I was like, yeah. there it is. It was, it was literally like on that, on the dot. Yes. And, and the reason why I was spamming it was like, I either make a catch here or I combo play with a mana champ because I had an ice punch bank. So either way, yeah. like I was going to, if as long as he doesn't swap out there, I had a win con as long as the switch timer came up at the earthquake or right before the earthquake and yeah. um so that's what i was banking on too but um but yeah it just it worked out perfectly for me in that match which was which may f- hopefully for some good stream content you know i was like at the end yeah. of the day i just want to put on a good show right i just don't want to get sure. 3-0'd um, <laughs> i mean i don't mind if i 3-0'd or, but i don't, or I don't want to get 3-0'd yeah <laughs> yeah 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 exactly so nice um, but it was good how was it for you commentating this one too especially with so many people you know oh dude it was great yeah. i mean it, it, it's always a lot of fun um i think and you'll agree with me i'm sure but like as a commentator i'm always trying to like look for the next step look mm-hmm. a little bit deeper into the gameplay i tried to get more into the minds of the trainers in a lot of the comment commentary this weekend yeah. talk about you know what they saw when they made certain team composition reads and how they kind of predicted things and again like trying to because a lot of people will tune in they'll watch for a few minutes and say oh this is rps this doesn't look like fun yeah. so a big yo, chat was all over the, <laughs> the, the funniest Dude, thing was yes. twitch chat when they were like yo this rps is over kale right and then someone else's response be like it's not like you know it's not it's like, just admit it it's, it is and then once like if i do win that dude like see what i mean what you guys say that like they're like arguing with dude. each other it was so funny to read back there was there was one that was that was like very very bright rps but it wasn't uh-huh. your series i think it was nino versus oh, versus kong laser kong laser yeah in dude. the in the loser semifinals right it yeah, was like it the was last like- match yeah yeah yeah, it was like yeah. Kong Lasers knocked out into uh-huh. Nino's Trevenant. He yeah. switches to um, knocked out, right? Mm-hmm. And then Kong Laser comes out with Lantern. Oh, yeah, and then yep. in the back, it's like, you know, Trevenant versus Metacham or something. Yeah. It was so bad. I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> this is... That was for game you know, three. Yeah. Game three, yeah. right? And uh-huh. that's like the triangle we talk about, right? We talk about Noctel, Lantern, and Trevenant kind of uh-huh. making that meta triangle where they all yep. hard counter each other. It's a vicious cycle. And we saw that it there, is. but... Yeah, not every game, but um, but no, honestly, it was great. Competition level is really, really high. We talked a lot about the tournament format, both before and during it, and how we're able to progress like all four pods at the same time. Mm-hmm. So everything felt like it was building towards something really great. And I think the format is great because if we expand the tournaments in the future and have even more than 128 players, it's you know we'll still be smooth and we'll still see a lot of battles. Yeah, I was really happy that we were able to showcase uh, all the winners' finals and most of the losers' finals on day yes. one. I think only one person made a top eight without being on stream. Yeah. Um, 
Herbert Life was the person. But outside of that, I think uh, it was it was pretty good too. Oh, fun fact too. I don't know if you know this, but Kong Laser and Nino. They're both on the same factions too. They're both on Octane no. Hunger Force. Yeah. So it was two teammates fighting in the loser semifinals. We got third and fourth, and it was two teammates in the finals, in the grand finals. <laughs> which is kind wow. Of yeah, Nino made a joke. He's like, I guess we I guess we know which one's the better faction. <laughs> I was like, I was like, Ugh. I was like, I mean, it's all good. <laughs> well, I, I did get a nice quip there at the end, uh, um, after my talk with Ramberto. Yeah. We're talking about teammates and, and how you and Caleb or how he and Caleb are friends. And uh, I told him the two of you looked as cool as a couple of cats up there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I tried to toss that. I think Phoebe made a little cool cats reference too, which was cool. Yeah, nice, yeah. Nice. I I love that we were able to like build on that storyline of you know being friends and carpooling because we did carpool together. Like literally on the drive down, he's telling me his team. I was like. I was like, there was no Trev not team in this shit. I was like, yo, you're kind of weak to Trev here. Like, it's not enough Como over in Berto. No, I legit was helping. I was like, what are the chances we're gonna fight each other anyway, right? Like, maybe you know, if we're in the same, if we might not be in the same bracket, like maybe day two, but I'm cool with that. And then we we literally got to our Airbnb and we started scrimming after we checked in, and mm-hmm. we were scrimming until like seven fifty something. He had done until eight p.m. to log in. He's like ten minutes left. He finally decided to change up his team. I was like, yeah, you got, you should probably run this. Drop the Shadow Swamper, right? Because Shadow yeah. Swamper, I think, is just um, it's just hard to use. I think in this current meta, it just doesn't have as much bulk. And you'll see that there weren't really, there wasn't a single Shadow Swamper in day number two, either mm. in day eight. Ka- yeah, Caleb, eight. Caleb brought double steel, and he told his friend not to bring Swamper. <laughs> okay, Look, you okay. can ask Virgil. Yeah, that Shadow Swamper, no problem, man. It was, it was a wrap. Um, but uh. <laughs> Yeah, it was. Uh, it, yeah, he ended up changing it, which was for the best too. I think I was watching a it's flipping coop stream yesterday. He did like yeah. a regionals recap, and he talked about how he went against Sofitov, and he thought that Sofitov Shadow Swamp was going to come in every game. She never brought it, and Sofitov mm-hmm. apparently told him after like she stopped bringing Shadow Swamp after like the first round because it was like really tough for her to use, um, mm-hmm. in this current meta. So. Gotcha. Um, I mean, not, nothing against Shadow Swamper, but I do. That's why I didn't personally run it. I ran it in my Seattle tournament run in GoFest, but it's just hard <laughs> with Water Gun. <laughs> with Water Gun, yeah. We, Yo, we still speak, remember. Speaking of which, I almost got penalized on in top eight. I, let me, let me. I'm, I'm saying this from an educational standpoint for anyone else attending these tournaments, so they don't make the same mistake I did. I don't think it's do very, what I do. Yeah, I, I only got a warning for it. It's not whatever everyone Twitch I was thinking. I watched the Twitch stream back. A lot of people were like. He brought the wrong knockdown. He brought... That was actually just like a typo, I think, on production. End. I, won't, I won't harp on that. I mean, I've done that before when I was working the production desk, so it happens. I think they put down like a, a 1496 knockdown. It was never yeah, 1496. Yeah. It was always 1499. So yeah. that was just a typo and that, that happens, right? Like they, I would have been called out on it because it happened on day one and day two. But no, that, that was just like a graphical error. What I did mess up on is when I'm registering my team, and when you register your team of six, right? And reread the rules and double check everything because i i don't want to misinform people in case they change the rules now but it wasn't really explicitly listed rule when you register your pokemon on the website rk9 when you go to these tournaments you have uh-huh. to put down if they're the the move sets the cp the hp as well and all the charge moves and the name of the pokemon right so like whatever you name it, if i name my bastion thick one right which is what i did you have to make sure it matches on the website you have to also list down if it's shadow if it's purified, and if it's best buddy. And so I did everything correctly, right? And for when it came to the best buddy slot, when I was clicking on my Bastiodon, I marked mm-hmm. it as best buddy. It's not my best buddy when I'm using in battle, but I thought they were just asking if it's got the best buddy badge or not. Because yeah, they're yeah, asking yeah, for the Pokemon yeah. name, and that doesn't actually impact the name. It doesn't matter if I name it Thick One or Bastion or like Rank 1 or Rank 5 or whatever. 
right? Like it, it doesn't actually change the outcome. But I thought they just wanted all the info, all the cosmetic stuff, everything on there. They didn't say like, is he your current best buddy? It just says best buddy. I was like, well, yeah, it is one of my best buddies. If I search best buddy in my best buddy string, it comes up, right? Like it's it's a best buddy. So I marked it. It wasn't it, it wasn't my best buddy, active best buddy. I used to use it as a best buddy because I didn't have enough XL candy to use it power alter level 50, right? So that was why I had it, a best buddy ribbon on it for a long time. And on day two in the top eight, when they do team checks, they checked and they're like, that's not your current best buddy. I was like, no. Uh-oh. And they're like, but you said best buddy. I was like, yeah, because it's a best buddy of mine. And it has a best buddy ribbon. I thought that's what you all wanted. They're like, no, it has to be your active best buddy. I'm going to need to speak to a judge, right? So so one of the judges spoke to another judge about it, and they just left off with a warning because they're like, like everything else you put down is correct. So we're just going to give you a warning on this, but don't do it again. And so I, I, you know, I talked to some people after I was like, I was like, dude, I was like, I didn't even know this thing. They're like, yeah, like the rules are a little bit unclear. We're going to try to clarify it for the future. So mm-hmm. at this moment in time, and unless they change things, right, maybe it's good to like try to hit up a judge just to double check as well before you register your team um, on this. But at the current time, state in time, if you have a best buddy Pokemon, like you have a best buddy Metacham or Sabre, like a lot of people have these when they're trying to grind the XL candies or Azumarill. Lickitung is a big one too, right? A lot of people have mm-hmm. best buddy Lickitung, even though they're not currently best buddy because they now have enough XL candies. Do not label as best buddy unless it's your active best buddy. That was the only thing I almost got penalized for. But if they told me, like, you're not allowed to use Bassy on day two, it wouldn't have been... Well, we wouldn't have that great Gucci game, I guess. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. But, but otherwise, it, it didn't... Like, I wasn't, like, super, uh, like, afraid if I had to rely on just the five, but... Mm. Um, but yeah, that was something I had no idea about. And luckily the other judge I looked it over, uh, was able to say like, no, it's, it's inconsequential, but I think from, from, uh, yeah. So for those that register, but anyway, I say all that stuff because two things, one, if you're best buddy thing, just make sure you don't press it at the current moment in time. And two, all the info I said, you have to input before the deadline and all like pretty much like all my teammates, three of my teammates, I think it was like Cindy, Ramberto, Twastel. They were all on the couch in our Airbnb that night at like 7.30 p.m., 7.57 p.m., trying to figure this out. And they're like trying to input everything. They're like, yo, what's the HP on my Glare Selfish? Right? Oh, you don't need no. to type this in. Like, what's the moveset? Like, what's the name? You know, you got to like type all this info in at once before the deadline. So it's a lot of info. So do not wait till the last minute to submit your teams. Like, start submitting it at like 30 minutes beforehand just to be safe. If you're registering okay. last minute, like my three teammates yeah. <laughs> that competed <laughs> yeah it's like it's like murphy's law right if something can, can go wrong with the team sheets it probably will yeah yeah they all ran the same team too uh for they all three of them ran the same team except i think cindy had a zoom roll over the frost frost last that was only gotcha yeah yeah gotcha. so they all ran the same team because we all were just they're all like i don't know what, what what do we do i think they stole I think they used a team that Wadash used in a previous tournament or something. Oh, I don't know. We were okay. looking through like Sylph tournaments with these greatly Gobin tournaments to grab team ideas. Um, mm. So that's, I think that's what it is. So if it's case, shout out to Wadash, who apparently also looks a lot like RC Cola. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Did you see those memes? Dude, okay. You yes. know what? I'm going I'm to throw on the screen right now. So if for those okay. that are seeing it right now, um, so that you can see it. But. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty funny, um, but yeah, our, yeah, we someone else commented on this. Um, I think he's okay if we share it. But it Jango's, yeah, let's say it. Our, our friend Jango's posted. He saw it first. Chat. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he saw it first before like the event even started. He's like, wow, doesn't and this is no like slight to RC Cola with Dodge or anything like that. It's just funny that they look so similar, and I would know because we will keep calling me Aaron Zang from time to time. But 
he he posted a photo of Dodge and he posted a photo of Arsico like almost in the same position, like smile and everything. He's like, wow, this doesn't this look like Wadash, like the pre-evolution of RC Cola? <laughs> and and but the funny thing is, after that first day, I was talking to RC Cola and he's like, dude, a lot of people came up to me and asked me, like, thought I was with Dodge. I'm like, yo, with Dodge, like so nice to me and stuff. He's like, I'm not with Dodge. <laughs> and they're like, no, oh no, what God. do you mean? Like you're with Dodge. <laughs> and, so, so, and then they took a photo together. They took a photo together. And mm-hmm. I mean, they don't look exactly similar, but it does Cola does look like an older version of Wadage, though. Because Dude, is, they even know. wore the same color hat. <laughs> yes, they did. And they both have glasses. They both <laughs> they have like longer-ish. Yeah. Like, they have like frame glasses too. It's like the same yeah, like style yeah. glasses. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty funny. So similar. It, I, uh, this is actually, I don't know if you know this or not, Caleb, but before uh-huh. this, uh, Ryan Arcicola actually had a bit of a beard. And he shaved his beard. Oh. And now he like looks you? even more like Wadaj <laughs> with his baby face, you know? That's true. That's true. I think that might be why, because before he had the beard, so people didn't think of yeah. it too often. Yeah, they just had, like, the same style to that day, which is kind of funny. Yeah. But, um, yeah. What a weekend. It was fun. It was fun. It was really great to see a lot of people that I've never met before, too. Um, mm-hmm. Birdwatcher Hawk was there. Really nice to meet him. The he's goat. Been, the goats, yeah. He's been hitting me up um to to meet up for a while too. So it's good to see him. I saw the Beebs bro. Uh yeah. dude, that guy's he's jacked. <laughs> I mean is we he knew jacked? he was jacked, but he's like big he's like he is big big too. Um oh yeah I'm seeing the picture of you. Yeah when he used to have the beer yeah he definitely didn't look as much. Yeah they both have the same length hair too roughly as well too. Yeah. So it's, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm trying to see if anyone else had met for the first time. I'm sure there are some people but mm-hmm. um but yeah anyway it was uh oh Sosa Flow. It was my first round opponent too mm-hmm, actually. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, that was a, that was an interesting one too. But yeah, he was he was cool to see and stuff. But anyway, what a great time! You know, I got myself a little, like, you know, little little little, little medal. Oh, for all of our YouTube watchers, he's showing off his uh, his yeah, medal here. Yeah, a little little second place finish. You know, not the first place, but it's okay. I'll take it. Um, nice. But uh, yeah, I don't know. My walls are bare. I don't know how to like showcase it. Whatever, but I'll throw it on my <laughs> my. Yeah. Dresser, I guess. Uh, yeah, but yeah, it was fun, and it was great to see you. Great to see you without the beard. A lot of beard puns as well dude, on the so stream, many. dude. I was surprised y'all went all in. I love it. I love it. It was great. Um, yeah. What was that like casting without the beard? Did you feel different, or were you just like, yeah, you know, it is what it is? Uh, so I, I know that you can't relate, right? Because you never uh, hey. had this experience. Hey, no. uh, but no, no, no. It, beard. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a lot of fun i mean i expected like a lot of comments what really killed me is that early on in the stream people were making comments like about my age uh-huh. they were like oh speedy just came from recess he's ready for uh for his uh his upcoming uh you know cast here so people were like who's the new guy sitting next to defy you know? oh my gosh uh so so many comments and like it was really funny as well to like watch back the twitch chat because a lot uh-huh. of people you know that are our listeners or they are active in the community like they mm. knew exactly what was happening but i'm sure a lot of people were like why the hell are they talking about this guy's face so much like it's just <laughs> it's just a guy and he just shaved like what's the big deal you know men do it all the time uh let me show you something real quick so this sure. was i'm gonna message to you it was from my um one of my patrons chat uh, my patron yeah. manning who actually made top eight at stukar as well uh nice. a great battler too he uh he posted this and he said okay moderator here i'll just send it to you so I can okay. get your live reaction, and then um, 
and then I'll share on the screen for our our YouTube audience so they can see what's up. All right, uh, I'm excited to see it now. Yeah, read it, read it right okay. there. Okay, coming through here. Uh, hold, let me open a browser so I can see it. Okay, moderator, nice beard. Pokemon Go in Ohio. A moderator deleted your message. <laughs> What? Yeah, so Manny wrote nice beard and a moderator deleted the nice beard message. On Is TPCI looking out for me? Dude, clearly, man. You're... Oh, man. They're in your pockets. They're in your pockets. That's Dude, so I... funny. They deleted the nice beard comment. <laughs> That's just even funnier. Dude, I, I'm actually going to share this with our producer because this is hilarious. It is, right? <laughs> I'm going to say thank you, TPCI, for having my back. And a bunch of sob emojis. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. The, the skit at the end. Do you, do you want to talk about that? The skit at the end between Defy and I? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You were. It was during. Was it during the Grand Finals interview? Yeah. Yeah. During the so, Grand Finals interview. So before we're going to Grand Finals, me, Ramberto, and then we're joined by. Uh, or actually, we joined Speedy and Defy. And we're talking, they made a lot of shaving references, right? Okay, yeah. yeah. So so here's the thing, right? We, we had Caleb and Roberto, right? Mm-hmm. I know the vast majority, like 95% of the people there are there to see the grand finals, right? Mm-hmm. It's huge. Viewership spiked to that point. Everybody wants to see it and find out who the champion is. So Defy and I are passing off questions. And the way we planned it was that we would each ask three questions. And then Defy would start to like, I don't know, we'd like start to speak over each other on the fourth mm-hmm. question. And then I would just like kind of throw everything to the everything to the side and say say directly to Stephanie like, "Hey, I feel like you're making a lot of jokes at my expense. What's going on here? Like, is this personal?" Mm-hmm. And she basically said, "Yeah, I am. What you gonna do about it?" So mm-hmm. I said, "Okay, we're gonna settle this up on the stage." But the funny thing to me was that we're interviewing our grand finalist. We got Caleb Ramberto sitting right there, and I literally look at Ramberto and I'm like. I'm I'm so sorry, man, but I'm not going to talk to you anymore. I need to talk to Stephanie. <laughs> and it's like just pushing our grand finalists to the side to, to discuss this like beef, quote unquote, is really funny. That was great, and you all battled afterward too. Which was, she was yeah. running the uh, hyper beam earthquake diggersby too. That Dude, was I odd. shielded an earthquake and got hyper beam. So even though I won the <laughs> set, I don't know who really won. Right? Uh, that's pretty great. That's pretty great. So uh, what a good time. Yeah. Speaking of the lack of beer too, so. One of my friends uh, was there for VGC, and we're grabbing mm-hmm. dinner the first night, or I guess the second night after day one. And she was sitting next between me and you, and I was like, mm-hmm. "I was like, hey, I was like, let me show you a funny picture, right?" Because she didn't know you, and I was like, "This is this is him," and it was like it was a picture of your old profile picture with the beard, right, at Casting Out Worlds. And she's like, "No, that's not him," and you're like. I'm like, no, it's him. And she's like, no, no, that's definitely not him. I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm just messing around. So then I scrolled to the next picture, which I had saved on my phone. It was one you just freshly shaved. I was like, this is him. And she's like, yeah, 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 that's him. That's him. That's not, that's actually him. And then you were like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's what, that's, yeah, the other guy is my handsome older brother. <laughs> and she full on believed it. She believed she it. it. Oh, it was my the God. Funniest thing. She like was like, she was, she literally did not believe that that first person with you in the beard was actually even you, which is the funniest part. Dude, but uh, it's uh, hilarious. Making fun of me to people I don't even know. That's Caleb for you. (laughs) (laughs) Look, I'm a savage. What do you expect? But look, but look, that's the thing. That's the thing, right? We we talked about, I think Twistel was the one that recommended shaving right before uh, the Toronto regional just to get the full effect. Yeah, I did it. I made good on the bet. I shaved before a regional, which is even better, right? So that was pretty good. 
I like it. Yeah. I, I, There's been I some lot, good content out of this too. I heard a lot of comments before I shaved. Like, uh-huh. is he going to do it? Is he a man of his word? You know, yeah. is Speedy like messing with us? Like, is he really, you know, <laughs> is he really the guy? You know, but I've heard no positive comments from those people afterwards. Nobody's I like, mean... hey man, thanks for making good on the bet. Like, you know, you stuck it out. I know you took a lot of heat this weekend, but it's cool. No one, no one, Caleb, has said that to me. Nobody. Yeah, but that's so because see you what I broke their trust, right? You're oh, at, come at on. best, you're at baseline from before. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> you can't get congratulated on like finally going through with it, right? Dude, I, this is like, all right, this is like if me, right? If if an Amphros won the regional in Orlando, right? Won mm-hmm. the whole regional. And I don't transfer my Bastion for over a it's, month. It's right? not equivalent. And everyone's hounding me like, what about that Bastion? I'm just like, I don't know, man. Like, maybe I should make a poll. Should I really transfer the Bastion? Look, it's not, it took it's this not equivalent. It's not equivalent. It? Look, Caleb, ever since Frankfurt, dude, you've had great hair. Great hair, man. Uh-huh. Every single uh-huh. cast. Oh, you want me to shave spend... my head? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. You spent a lot of time styling it. It would be like you needing to, like, buzz cut your head. I would buzz cut it if I lost the bet the next day. The next day? The, the day that the day, or the day that mm. I'm supposed to buzz cut it on. Mm. I'm a man of my word, Speedy. I, I think we should find it. out. <laughs> I mean, we gotta figure out this, no, dude. This recent bet too is gonna. I mean, we'll talk more about GBL later, but yo, I already hit legend, man. This next bet is already looking in my favor. Like you try to hit, I, like if the leaderboard drops tomorrow, I'm like not that far off from the 250 to 265 mark. Speak, yeah. Also, your your fiance also hit legend too, so we're ready. Yeah, she's she's awesome. Yeah, you're not the washed up one just between us. You're the washed up one in the household. Too. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's and really think, impressive, though, I, from her, because it's pretty early on in the season. It's not even halfway through yet. So yeah, yeah dude, she, beat, she, she beat Stark and Jangles to Legend. That's true. Like, she should take Stark's ticket to Japan. She should. She that's should. what I think. That's what yeah. I. That's what I wanted last season when I beat him. I beat him against Stark. Yeah. Is come on now, who is this guy? I know he's he's holding out on us. Man. Yeah, how Stark ninety two now? Everyone <laughs> <laughs> dropping their digits. Oh man. Uh, but anyway, but yeah, that's enough about San Diego. It was fun. I'm glad. You know, thank you all for the support and the kind words too. It was it was great to watch back the VODs as well too. And um, I think there were a few times in our winners finals that Berto had more lag on his end, which is unfortunate. And mm-hmm. a lot of people were like just for Berto, I was like, I mean, I'm I agree. <laughs> I think it's fair. Uh, the main thing is from our side, like I'm I'm not like deny decline disputes. Every time he's like, there's do you think. I should take a look at that. I was like, yeah, yeah, sure, go for it. Because like, there's stutter lag, but I'm like, sometimes I don't see the stutter lag on his end from my end, so I don't even know, right? I was like, mm-hmm, I just mm-hmm. go off of whatever judges say too. And I think, um, yeah, you know, maybe a few calls probably should have been, uh, he should dispute or should have been his favor, but uh, it is what it is. I didn't, I didn't dispute anything. So I'm just like a lot of the little things. I'm just like, I think there's one I had a match him versus Umbreon. I stutter lag, but I was just like, it doesn't matter. I was like, I was going to lose that anyway, so it's not worth disputing, right? But. Yeah, yeah. I I feel like we had some some regionals where the game state was really really good, mm-hmm. but I think in this one there were like a few cracks, right? Yeah, a, few a little bit here inconsistencies. Yeah, uh, which is not fun to watch, right? Because we mm-hmm. want it to be fair to everybody, and when it's not fair to one of the trainers, it's like very taxing. Yeah, and there was the like community. oh, it's a left chair. I mean, it might have been. Yeah, but I was in the left chair three times, <laughs> twice on it's day true. one, and then uh, once on no, I think I was only once on day one, and then once on day two. It was funny. So. Uh, I think it's been long enough, but I will say back in the first season in uh-huh. Vancouver, uh, left chair was really bad, especially in the, in the finals. Oh, uh, really? Between Cindy, Cindy and Dialect. Was Cindy left on chair. left chair? 
So yes. so Cindy Cindy started in left chair, uh-huh. and I think she went down. Oh, I think I think Dilat forced the bracket reset, and then yeah. she went to right chair, and then won. They swapped so chairs in the. They swapped chairs what? and the bracket reset. Oh yeah, yeah, that's wild. Yeah. So I'll say that I think it's been long enough. I can say that, but mm. yeah. Okay. So maybe okay. there is something to it. I don't know. I want I want maybe. people to comment. Let us I know. Mean, Marco won in left chair though, so it was Ooh. it was fine. So, I mean they sw- they switched they did switch some um stuff around I think to to make sure that it was clean cuz like if you look at the grand finals battles like there was mm-hmm. like there wasn't much lag um at all. So I think it was uh I appreciate that they addressed the hardware issue as soon as possible too. And there's a lot of people that won in left chair, so um but yeah, that yeah, was, was definitely a thing. Uh anyway, what a great time. Um, next regionals for North America is Orlando, February 3rd. Correct. Liverpool is end of January, though. So, mm-hmm. look, if anyone wants to build a Bastion team, I got you. Yo, honestly, my biggest regret is not using Bastion more, especially in the grand finals. At reflecting on those battles, I was like, yo, Sableye, Registeel, Bastion would have been so good in this team. The problem mm-hmm. is I couldn't bring Trevenant very easily because he had the Umbreon and the Noctow. But like yeah. Sableye was pretty close. I couldn't bring. I can't go Medi Reggie Bastion because my Medi just loses the mirror, right? Mm-hmm. And and I would have no true Medi counter. But Sableye Reggie uh, Bastion would be really good because he kept bringing Stumpfist, Umbreon, and Knockdown. And yes. my Reg still couldn't yes. get a freaking debuff on this yeah, yeah. Umbreon. I was like in that last round. I'm like, dude. I threw, I was like, what are the odds? But I will say that's just RNG. Like there's no like that's no one's fault. Like that that'll happen. That's the risk you take when you run a move that only has a percent of chance of a debuff and also i got super lucky getting double debuffs against gucci gang in that one game yes. where I threw my double shield my trevenant so like i was like it like it's just it's just how you know rng Dude, works right and I, it just did not work in my favor against uh Ramperto in that last game i want to mention this as well it's not just pokemon go it's across yeah. every pokemon title yeah. for example on day one uh we weren't casting mm-hmm. i i think uh, stephanie was working on the uh on the teams and i was you know having a cup of coffee but i watched some vg uh-huh. and i actually saw a game where joe ux who is uh sierra's boyfriend who's one of the vg casters where he was battling and he the last two pokemon on the field were his azumarill versus the opponent's dragonite mm-hmm. and opponent's dragonite used hurricane and Azumarill tanked it, right? Mm-hmm. And then um, the Azumarill fired off a play rough. It took a mm-hmm. bunch of HP away from the Dragonite. Yeah. Dragonite is faster, so it got to a second Hurricane. Yeah. And the Azumarill survived with like 10 HP, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. But Joe had already queued up his play rough. He was ready. Uh-huh. And then, bam, confusion kicks in uh-huh. from the, the Hurricane. Azumarill uh-huh. gets confused. It like Azumarill tries to use play mm-hmm. rough and then KOs itself. Uh-huh. It's like... The RNG was so rough for Joe, and he yeah. notoriously has bad luck. <laughs> yeah, I mean, RNG is going to be... It's an aspect of pretty much most games, right? Outside yeah. of chess? I mean, the, the uh, only yeah. RNG in chess is which side you start on, right? But don't you like switch and, sides? And they're even. Yeah, they're, they're even. even. So that's probably the only thing that doesn't... Like, any any game has rng right even the the trading card game right that like you're yeah. drawing cards right you, you, you flip on... coins and roll dice like, <laughs> yeah, flip coins, yeah yeah in pokemon unite right you have crits and stuff right critical yeah, hits yeah. Um, just like in in the vgc as well too i mean so it's all part of it you know that that'll happen like i'm not i'm not mad or upset about that at all. it was funny to watch the chat though like oh my gosh like what's up with this registeel i'm like again I, I didn't think it was possible that I could lose to Umbria with Registeel. The first time around, I messed up. I, I didn't swap in time. But the second time, I'm like, 
what like dude like it was dude what 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 year are we living in right now where where umbreon beats a reggie steel right maybe i should just go on straight focus but like i wouldn't like before like that was a clean matchup for reggie steel, right you just zap can yeah. first and you throw focus because you can't throw two charge from it so you might as well debuff him first right but mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i uh yeah and he shielded both zap too like, yeah i was yeah. like he he kept yeah. he's kept saying to the earpiece we hear hear each other. He's like, "Yo, I gotta stop shielding these Afghans." I was like, "I don't know, <laughs> man. You're still winning. <laughs> like, you're still beating me with while shielding yeah. Afghans. I don't know what to say." Yeah, dude. Yeah, uh, yeah I, th I think at a certain point in that matchup, I was like, "Man, this is uh, this is getting kind of close." Yeah, like, uh... and, and we know I have a high rank Reggie Steel too, so it's not like I have <laughs> yeah. like a weird Reggie Steel I'm using. But yeah, man. That, yeah, that Zapkin nerf. You know, speaking of nerfs rough. too, that charm nerf did uh, Jonathan Kelly Ooh. dirty too. I mean, he's I been riding that charm for a while, but I told him I was like, charm ain't gonna be as good, and he he literally didn't make it top eight because the charm nerf was so big, and it was so poetic. Fun. It was so poetic <laughs> yeah. because he lost to Onion Frank. <laughs> yes, his was counter Onion versus the charm. charm. Ninetales? We never um, saw it on stream. I don't think I, we did. We never saw. It. Oh, I, I he might have used it in other games. I, I we literally never saw it because I yeah. when I prep for his team, I prep for charm Ninetales because I just. I don't know. I was just guessing, and that's a little bit stronger into my team. But I was just thinking because I only I only prep for his team and Gucci game team, and that's it. I was like, mm -hmm. if I don't beat Gucci, I probably face Onion Frank. If I don't, I'll face Colin Laser, who I faced the day before. So I, I was already mm -hmm. ready for that team, and I literally didn't think any steps past that. And luckily, I didn't really have to because <laughs> yeah. I just had to face Colin Laser again the losers finals. But mm -hmm. yeah, man. But, wow, what a weekend! What a weekend! What a time to be alive. You know, it'd be Caleb like that. One and done. Qualified for Worlds and possibly casting it at the same time. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> I want to pull off the Aaron Zang special, you know? If yeah. people really think I'm Aaron Zang, I might as well do what Aaron Zang did is qualify for Worlds and commentate for Worlds. I was going to say, I I'm glad you noticed that parallel because I did it yeah. as well. I, like, I, I talked to him about it on, on Friday when I saw him. He's like, oh, wow. you competing? Like, you're trying to go qualify for Worlds? So I was like, dude, I don't think I will, but like, hey, I'd love to do what you did, you know? So yeah, be the double threat. I yeah, now you're really trying to confuse people. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I tell people, man, don't forget about me. I might be old, <laughs> but don't forget where I came from. <laughs> I know it's it good. Oh, it good. Um. Anyway, uh, yeah, we uh we have ourselves. Uh, we had Chesspin Community as well, too. We don't have to talk too much about that because it's happening during the event. Um, but mm. Kecleon was released afterward, which was kind of interesting. Yeah. I think there are only three Kecleon. I don't know how it worked. Were there only you only get three, or is it like there were only three on the Pokestops we were at? Because we didn't have a ton of Pokestops, so I only saw three. Did you even get any? Because you're I got working. I got one. I got okay. one. Yeah, but one, it, it yeah. just felt like yeah. I mean, I'm just gonna be honest. Like it was really really cool to like mm -hmm. break that news and show the trailer on the stream that was really really fun yeah but i feel like i would have loved more information on like how it works mm -hmm. and they kind of did a similar thing for uh what's the uh gimme ghouls gimme ghouls thank yeah. you because gimme ghouls just coins for we still don't know right what, yeah. whenever whenever the evolution whenever goldango comes to pokemon go i guess we can use them oh okay, um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, it was very similar to that. Very similar vibes. Like community day ended and then there, there was a surprise tacked on to the end, but there was like no follow-up information. Mm. Don't know when it's coming back. Uh, hopefully everyone got at least one because it was a little bit tricky to find. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Cool. I think I think they were tied to just any, like multiple Pokestops, not just like you're not limited to three. We were only, there were only three at the venue Pokestops, but yes. I did get additional one back in my Airbnb when I went home that night. So oh, nice. We had a, We had a stop. Yeah, so so I guess it, it was still went on for a little bit. Um, mm. 
Yeah, that was is actually this... yeah, it was much later too because we had dinner and everything too, and then we went back. Yeah, I was gonna say, is it yeah. still available in some? I don't aspect? know. I haven't. To be honest, I've been so Pokemon goed out recently, so I haven't even touched the game much. <laughs> but we got some. We got some interesting events I, coming up. So. I mean, you earned a little break, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say so. But, um, but yeah. Anyway, trust me, community. Day. I did run into one. Um, uh, why am I blanking on the evolution name? Um, Which chestnut, qu- chestnut, Quilladin, yeah. chestnut, <laughs> chestnut. Yeah, I ran to one chestnut Master League Premier Classic the other day, and it did it did put in some work. Nice, but I had a Snorlax lead into it, and then I had uh, to swap a Mammo, and it has played into Mammo because it gets a frenzy plant the same speed as it gets to uh, Avalanche. Yeah, so, same pacing. Yeah, same pacing. does it? Would it win CMP? I don't know. Uh, well, I had to swap my Mammo into it, so it was going to be ahead anyway. I think uh, it probably okay, does. Okay, Mammo's okay. stats are pretty wild, but yeah, I'm not sure. But anyway, so saw saw in use already. Uh, but anyway, all right, we can we might as well just get into the other events we we've been talking about. Oh wait, no, let's do our questions from 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 the last time. We have some, yeah, some let's comments. do it. Yeah, so we'll just cover them because there's only sixteen in total. So you know we're we're still in a good spot where we could cover all of them. Uh, one of the questions from Omiyaki: Caleb's casting call job search continues. What does that refer to? Do you remember? It, it's about you um, uh, acting for. Um... Oh, man. Oh, no. You designing reality t- television shows. Oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah, the reality. Yo, there's some good ones out there. Have you seen Singles Inferno? No, I, I don't watch any of it. I know I know you don't, but this one, you should, we're not sponsored or anything, by the way. We're not sponsored by Netflix. Yeah. Netflix original. It's like a Korean dating reality TV show. Uh-huh. Really good. Uh, it's okay. it's really different at first because culturally they're very different. Like it was super awkward when they first meet. Like unlike the American reality shows, like too hot hand, like oh damn girl, yeah. you're looking real hot or blah blah blah. Like damn, yeah, like yeah. you got a nice abs, right? Like the like uh, all the Koreans on the show, they like sit down to like really polite, right? It's like really awkward. They're like speaking very yeah, formally. Yeah. But dude, it is amazing. It's like okay. sh- like the, it's like you'll be invested for sure. I told multiple friends of this, and they're like, no, nah, I'm not gonna watch it. And then they finally watch it, and I wake up to like thirty texts from them because they're on East Coast. Like, oh, oh my gosh, I can't believe this happened. Blah, blah, blah. Oh man. Okay, anyway, okay. It'll probably take you like five years to watch it, but when you do, you'll know exactly probably. what I'm talking about. Yeah. Anyone, anyone that watched Singles Inferno, comment down below, man. You know it's good if you watch it. Uh, the only person that said it wasn't good was Cindy, but it's because uh-huh. she was watching on dubbed and was doing it while washing dishes. Like you can't, like you need to watch it on subtitles first. And second, if you're just listening to dub version like while doing dishes, you're not paying attention. <laughs> Right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, not enough yeah. focus. Yeah. Not enough focus. Exactly. There's, there's, there's a lot. Going you got to see like the facial expressions and everything going exactly. on. You know? Exactly. Yeah. And the dub too. It just sounds. It's it's like a weird dub. They're like dubbing over the Korean. So like you, Dude, you literally hear like two voices at the same time. It's like really. Weird. I I hate some. I I hate most dubs are so bad. Yeah. And yeah, this really... is like it sounds like it's like it sounds like it's two voice actors. <laughs> like it literally sounds like all the men it's just one guy's voice and all the women is one woman's voice. I think that, that's literally how it sounds. It's like super weird. That's so yeah. rough. Very, very yeah. Anyway, just just watch it regularly with subtitles. Uh RC Cola, Ryan Colgrove, loving mm-hmm. this in-person podcast party idea for episode 100. Seems like a perfect time for Speedy to visit LA and y'all record it face to face with guests, etc. You know what? Dude, that could LA be community. fun. There's a lot of people in LA. You know, a lot of people in SoCal. Yeah. You met a lot of them too. So if yeah. if if we can't go to Moon, this is a good backup plan, right? <laughs> yeah, second choice LA, first choice yeah. lunar orbit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're down to crash in my place too, but my place is probably the smallest place out of everyone in LA. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe Brian got a spot for you. But um, uh, Jeff Miss Kill, uh, 
said, thank you for your great content, first and foremost. Home Slice Henry always has such great engine for, for when, when casting. I remember watching mm-hmm. Battle Arena and him casting with King. Would love to see him invited to cast at Play Pokemon. Do you guys think that's possible in the future? Side note, I just faced Ferrixer and won. I started playing GBL a year ago and yet to hit Legend. Little moments like this let me know that I'm improving. Thank you. Yo, he beat your nemesis. Ferrixer. First of all, Jeff, great win. <laughs> very very high quality win there oh my goodness against a, a quality opponent dude it's like i don't have to do anything it's like this tea's always brewing from like five episodes straight <laughs> with you and fixer i don't know what's going on um yeah the home size henry comment home size henry actually come to gbla finals with you right he did yeah and he had just done week eight with math magic mm-hmm. uh a few weeks prior uh i think henry's really good um from a from like a personal perspective he seems like a really nice guy i know him kind of uh, you know, through our like pre pre stream coordination, we'll chat a little bit, but I don't talk to him outside of that. I think a lot of creators that do a lot of solo projects, they have like this need to fill the air. Uh, for mm-hmm. example, like if you watch um, any YouTuber that makes videos, they have to talk over the whole the whole video because otherwise it's silent and it's not what you yeah. want. So I feel like for any content creator, there's always like an adjustment period where you go from casting 100% of the show to just half of that, to just 50% of the show. And I think mm-hmm. Henry uh, has definitely done a good job. Like when he is on cast with other people, he does share the air quite a bit, which I think is really good. And yeah. of course, you can't deny the hype. Yeah, definitely not. Yeah. And I mean, I think that like that's a really interesting point you make. And I won't name names, but mm-hmm. there are certain commentators I work with that are like very, very easy. I'll name one name, right? Like you. Sure. Like you're, you're very easy to work with because you're like, I, I think because you've done GBLA and you've commentated with so many different people, you've learned to be mm-hmm. adaptable. And maybe inherently you were always adaptable, right? So maybe that's, erased. you already had the skills prior or, and you just honed them over the years. But mm. like who you work with on these things make a huge difference too, right? Yes. Um, and I have worked with Homeside Center, so I can't really comment on that one. But um, but that is that is a really important point you make too, because a lot of people are like, oh, like I love I love their YouTube commentary, right? And mm-hmm. um, and if they're doing solo, like that might be really good, right? But how they work with the other person makes a huge difference. Huge. Um, that's why, like me and Butters, like I feel like we're we're like I can't wait I can't wait to see him, right? Like I mean I I, yeah, I like yeah. Butters a lot as a friend too, but like I can't wait till the next time we commentate together. Like it's just so much fun commentating with him, right? It really is. Yeah, yeah. and there's a lot of other people I've commentated with that is a lot of fun too, but like it's just like that that chemistry and that stuff that happens uh one it takes time to develop with a specific person but two like mm-hmm. if you're really good commentator with a lot of years experience you're able to work with anyone right off the- like gabby's a good example of that she's done bgc for years and even though she came into go last year for commentary mm-hmm. and she hasn't done go commentary for that long um she's able to work really well with the other person regardless of how much or how little her game knowledge is which is huge for the co-caster right especially if you're mm-hmm. paired up with someone that knows mechanics and stuff like really well you don't really need to know on the other side you, you can just you can just work off of the other stuff you do know right and so i think that's yeah. really really good um i just i was the first time she ever cast to go was mm-hmm. actually with me at naic briefly yep. before you got there because your flight delay and i just mm-hmm. really knew i was like dude like you did great right like this is your first time casting go like i can't even tell right um, well if you yeah. think about it, it's also the wisdom of TPCI and our broadcast producers yes. because the you know the go casters have all come from grassroots and we're just kind of like making up as we go. This is our mm-hmm. first professional casting experience. We've never casted League of Legends or any yeah. FPS games. Like this is the first thing for us, mm-hmm. but we know the game. 
yeah. you know the game down to a granular cellular level but then when you pair us in that game knowledge with someone who has been doing this for literally years mm -hmm. who has been to like literally you know five or six plus world championships and has been through those cycles and is so professional they just elevate everyone else around them so i think that gabby pairing with the go casters was just incredible right like yeah. i actually got similar vibes when necra and king were on gbla finals in yes. season five because rosemary just picked everybody up and put them on her shoulders she mm -hmm. was like okay we're gonna we're gonna run with this at a high level and that's what gabby does too yeah exactly yeah, it does, I mean, it comes from years of experience, too, and I think it'll yes. take um, a lot of us to even match that level of professionalism and ease on, you know, on stream and everything. But for sure. Um, but yeah, those are important things to know. Um, so to answer specifically, uh, <laughs> do you guys think it's possible in the future? That's not in our decision to make, unfortunately. So we don't know. Right. We don't know how it's going to go. We don't really know. Yeah. Like go is less than a year, like a full year old on uh the competitive like championship series circuit mm -hmm. with tpcf with the pokemon company international so uh whether they bring new casters on or not i don't know i mean they may they may not i mean you know uh other casters may want to take a step back and they might have mm -hmm. open spots um but there are a lot of casting opportunities like especially like the ones in like europe right because they're bringing on um they brought on like lumberger um they bring on uh, inadequate going to be there now right um Mm -hmm. My friend Boo Belly as well was commentating on it, and they had a bunch of other people, Naimu as well, a bunch Naimu of and so Amanda, yeah, Amanda yeah. as well. And so they had a lot of, you know, and there's a lot of grassroots tournaments you can help out too. So if it's something you're really passionate about, um, regardless of if you're a homeless center or someone else, uh, those are options too. But, um, but yeah, thank you for the question. And next one is from Manning. The guy that got his comment deleted mm -hmm. <laughs> on Twitch. <laughs> he said, the only thing that can help Speedy to distract you from noticing the shade face is an iced out Gengar necklace. <laughs> so funny enough, I don't know if you know the story, but he has like a Gengar necklace that's like uh, all blinged out. Oh. And it's funny because the first time I saw that necklace was on that reality TV show Too Hot to Handle. <laughs> and it, no yeah, it's funny. It's gone full circles. We were just talking about reality TV shows. On Too Hot to Handle, there's this one guy. I forgot his name. But Jack, dude, right? Super good looking. They're all like jocks and everything. And of all the jewelry he could be wearing, he had a blinged out Gengar necklace. You know what? I'm going to just find this for you so that you, you can see it. Because um, it was actually my friend, very cool guy, Noah. Um, Noah's yeah. person. He was the one that spotted because we both watched this show. And so he spotted it and was like, wait, like, what? This guy's wearing a Gengar <laughs> necklace? Like, what the Jeez. heck? So I'll, I'll copy this tweet to you because he saw it, right? Okay. And um, here, I'll send it to you. And I'll, I'll mark it in our stream so we can, for those that are interested. Oh, dude, it looks yeah. so sick. Right? <laughs> right? But it's like so uh, random because like, it's just like. Like, yeah. What what is going on? It's it's like I wouldn't even expect any of these people to play Pokemon, but you know, Pokemon's for everyone, regardless of yeah uh, what you're like. So he he had this Gengar, and no one ever commented on the Gengar necklace because I'm sure a lot of people on the show didn't even realize it was a Gengar, right? Yeah. But he just wore this on show, and I didn't even notice it. And then he posted an image of it. It's a uh, uh, Hel Helio Ice, uh, Helio yeah, Ice, yeah. uh, Ice Gengar pendant in gold, and. I posted it, so I retweeted it, and a bunch of people liked it. And uh, my friend and patron Manning saw it and bought it, 
and he brought it to EUIC back in April when I met him for the first time. I was like, wait, that's a Gengar necklace. He's like, yeah, he's like, I bought it because I saw your your Twitter conversation with Noah on it. And so he has it. Um, so that's the one that he has. And uh, yeah, that that's so comment. sick, dude. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, Noah, lend, lend me your necklace. I, I'll wear it, dude. <laughs> Maybe if maybe if it, maybe if you make sure that his comments don't get banned on Twitch <laughs> or kicked up. Uh, we'll we'll see. Maybe 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 we can work something out. We'll see. Uh, Paul Lou says, enjoying the podcast. You guys have a nice chemistry. Keep up the great work. Not sure if you're still looking for questions, but wouldn't mind your thoughts. I always struggle with Pokemon storage space. I IV check everything and keep anything with possibly good IVs, even if it's not meta. I'm wondering if you guys have any tips on Pokemon storage. Uh, what should I get rid of? All my little cup Pokemon I would never use. Uh, so to answer your question, Paul, the things I save are like really old Pokemon, like mementos or like things you could trade for like old friendship, right? Yeah. Uh, to mm-hmm. try to trigger lucky. I typically, which is weird, save like almost every legendary I raid in Ultra Beast. So I can really? re-roll. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. But that's probably because I don't raid enough legendary so I could actually afford that, right? I'm just like using my daily pass or whatever. Sometimes I'll raid on spotlight hour events. Yeah, I know. It's, sure. it's, it's weird, right? But I'm thinking like, oh, you get a special trade a day? I'll just like re-roll with a friend, right? Get an XL candy and transfer, right? Guaranteed XL. Uh-huh. You know, something like that. Maybe he goes and gets you get a hundo. I got a hundo Diog off a of regular friendship rule reroll. So there you go. You know, it, it's paid off once in my life. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so there's that, and then I save all the IP Pokemon, and then like the hundred percents and the shinies. I've been deleting. I don't typically delete yeah. any shinies I catch from an event, but I will delete community day shinies because it's just way too much. Um, and mm-hmm. I save all my shiny legendaries. I just feel bad transferring those. But I've gotten a lot of like shiny Lugia from Lucky Trades and stuff. People trying to give me a Shundo Lugia. Hasn't happened yet. Mm. Shout out to Jonathan yeah, Kelly yeah. who tried to give me one. But uh, it didn't happen. <laughs> um, yeah. But that's pretty much what I did. I, I saved the Little Cup stuff though. I had a rank one yeah. Shadow Poochiana for Little Cup that I saved. And I used it for Little Cup. It's okay. It well, okay. It, we never know when like things are getting moveset updates. So yeah. I, I actually agree with both of you keeping things that are good and, you know, highly mm-hmm. ranked. I also agree with Caleb about transferring shinies from community day. Uh, I actually had a folder, like a, a tag, I should say a tag mm-hmm. in my inventory of community day rerolls. That was just shiny Pokemon yeah. with their community day moves. And I held on to like over a hundred Pokemon in that tag for over a year. Uh-huh. And I went to all these regionals and did all these things. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, someday people want to trade me. No, <laughs> you don't want it. No. Right. With all the elite TMs, people don't want that. Yeah. So I think that Zion can, was like, the same way too. <laughs> he, yeah. he told me when he was on podcast, he's like, yo, I got a bunch of things with legacy moves saved. I was like, oh, yeah. if you want it. I mean, maybe he had better luck than you, but yeah. Yeah, maybe. Uh but but I agree. I think I think some you have to like you have to respect like how the game has evolved and changed. Mm-hmm. So with all the access to elite TMs, those community day moves are not as yeah. important anymore, mm-hmm. right? If a raid boss has come back four or five times, that raid boss is not as valuable anymore either, unless you're still looking for the hundo, right? Um, but uh, I think what I what I'd like to do the most is, for example, like if I'm looking at a zoom roll, I'll just type in a zoom roll. I'll click that little box to show the full evolution, and then however many Merrills and Azus that I have, I'll like thin it out. Yeah, and I, I thin things out by species, right? Mm-hmm. So like, if you have a rank one, obviously you keep it. If you have like one that could be useful for a Mega in the future, for example, Mega Metacham, mm-hmm. you know, I keep those. But like, I kind of like run through these filters. But bag space management is like a constant, constant thing, and uh, it sucks, right? But you have to let go of things, otherwise you don't have room for new stuff. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so I think that's I will a lot of times have like multiple like high rank ones of the same Pokemon. I'm like, do I really need like 
five different rank high rank pan powers like probably not it, right it like, also it's just like i just save the best one right the others i guess transfer right it also depends on your goals when mm. i was playing a lot of sylph i actually had like a high attack galvantula and a high attack frostlass mm. because yeah. in those condensed metas i wanted to win cmp yeah but it, like for for general purposes like for gbl if you get an upgrade on something like if you go from a rank 500 trevenant to like a top you know 25 trevenant it's pretty safe to like either re-roll that 500 trevenant away to a friend or to yeah, just like you know yeah. delete it delete it yeah i typically still save it so that for when those silk comes come around and i need the cmp i can go to yeah. my old one but a lot yeah. of my old pokemon they don't even want cmp they're just bad like they're like bad spreads <laughs> and they're like power to 1485 yeah swag spreads yeah swag spreads yeah i mean that's another <laughs> thing too some people keep a lot of swag spreads like immediately be like oh here are all the swag spreads i gotta get this on my chestnut and this one this one right and like it's nice to have, right? Especially mm -hmm. if you want those breakpoints or whatever. But like at the same time, it does cost a lot of storage space. And yeah. I personally just delete them. Um, or I, yeah, I don't even save them for that. I will say yeah. though, <laughs> it's funny, right? And I, I don't know. Oh, here we go. Diego real quick, right? I got it. I got to say, because I have like roasted swag spreads a lot here and there, especially the Noctowl versus Glenn Stumpus one, right? And the funniest part is that the final game that I lost on, right? Game four of the bracket reset was a knockdown versus Glaren Stumpus, and I did not have the swag spread breakpoint with the the sky attack, uh, the wing attack into the <laughs> into the Glaren Stumpus, and yes. I'm pretty sure I would have won that if I had that spread. So it was funny because I, I I even tagged uh, Ryan Swag on that one too uh, when someone commented on Twitter. So I was like, hey, I was like, it would have came but in handy there. It, it it for the thing is swag spread. For his team would have been pretty good because his only anti flyer was a Glaren Stumpfus and Frostlass. But Frostlass was super hard to bring because I kept bringing Sableye and Registeel to every game, right? Yeah. yeah. Um. So so and, and I even had Trevenant too, which is also pretty good in Frostlass. So that probably would have been good because I probably could have safe swapped that Noctowl a lot into that specific team, assuming that he doesn't bring the Frostlass in the back. But I will say that the the higher rank, higher you know, the more stat product Noctowl mm -hmm. did save me probably more in the weekend than not. So there's trade-offs, yeah. right? So again, pros and cons of having the swag spread in that situation. But I just knew that like, I was very confident that like my Noctowl can win out the mirror matchup against other Noctowl. So I usually use yeah. my own Noctowl as a counter. Like I felt very comfortable, in the, especially in the lead Noctowl versus Noctowl. It's like, unless you catch a sky attack and if you do, you just give a switch. Like I'm going to win this. Yeah. I'm going to maintain switch fans, right? And so I was very confident in that regard. Um, so that's why I felt comfortable with having my Nocto either way. But, you know, if I had the swag spread, I, I was roasting it for the longest time. If I had the swag spread, I probably would have gotten to game five, at least in that situation. Yeah. Would I have and made that, it to that far into the grand finals? Maybe not, right? Questionable, right? Questionable. No, I, I remember that because you landed two shadow balls and I was just thinking, I wanted to I say it, right? But of course, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. of course, <laughs> on the commentary, you can't say it. I was yeah, like, that's hmm. yeah, swag spread. Or I was like, points, hmm. yeah. you know, or if you would have followed Ryan's advice, he would actually be really close <laughs> in this matchup here. And what's even funnier is that before the tournament, you nicknamed it swag tips before I the did, tournament I started. Did. No, I just named it swag spread. Cause, just because it was ironic that it wasn't. It, it wasn't. It wasn't. I nicknamed it swag spread because, I mean, it doesn't really matter. But like, if someone saw my team name and stuff, like my Pokemon name, like they would, they would be like, oh, like if I named it like a rank seven or something or a rank two, or whatever, be like, uh -huh. oh, okay, now I know if I'm going to win CMP or not, or like what kind of knockdown I'm working with. So I purposely named it swag spread to like mislead people, because uh, it's not a swag swag spread one. But uh, yeah, it was just funny. I you know you say that when that match was happening against Glenn Selfish, and I was talking to Ramberto like while battling, I was like, 
dude, mm-hmm. I was like, I think you got this. I was like, th- I was like, I was like, this is karma for not having swag spread. And he was just like laughing about it. So he was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, that's funny. But so um, good. It's so good. Yeah. Anyway, so that's our strategy, Paul. But thank you for the question. Uh, King Ducks Pool. Long time listener, first time commentary. <laughs> commentary. <laughs> Have you job. guys thought about doing coaching for casting? If so, where can I sign up? Thanks for the last weekly, guys. Uh, actually, no, that, no one's ever asked us about that. That's an interesting one. No. Um, I don't know I how think, that will work. Uh, so I remember that uh, Jiggly Dad used to do the shout casting school, mm-hmm. and uh, AJ Pilot was part of that. Butters has done that quite mm-hmm. a few times. And several other really talented people worked on that. And essentially, they would like bring in uh, a community caster, and they would, you know, put some games in front of them, and then they would kind of review like prior or excuse me afterwards post. Yeah. They review the post, you know, post cast and say, mm-hmm. okay, well, you know, what did you do well? How did you execute in these moments yeah, and yeah. stuff? Um, honestly, KVP, it feels like you know, like like we talked about earlier, Caleb and I are still in our first ever esports experience. And while yeah. it might seem like good to the general audience, I feel like we still have a lot of room to grow. And I'm not sure that I personally like feel comfortable at this juncture, even like saying I'm like a, a pro caster. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I can coach, exactly. you know? Yeah, I feel the same I way too. Um, I think I think the most important thing if you want to be a good commentator is it takes a lot of self-reflection, right? Yes. It's to, to improve because – you're not going to be good off the bat in most case scenarios, right? Like all of us were not good off the bat. I think Speedy was probably the most polished out of everyone on their first time commenting at UIC. But I think there were a lot of things that all of us could have done to improve. Mm-hmm. And it depends on the kind of person you are, right? Like, I know some people like just based on their personality type of stuff, like feedback is very uncomfortable, right? And it's just, it doesn't feel good. Um, I'm personally on the other end of that like if i like in my old jobs as well i always tell my boss like just let me know like everything i did wrong and what i could do yes right maybe i won't agree with it and i'll let you know but i want to i just want to hear it right it's going to feel uncomfortable for me for sure like when people say you didn't do a great job this or you could have done better or like you really crossed the line here etc but it if anything it'll just help you grow as a person it's right? like that's the same thing with pvp right like if you lose yeah. like if you don't really think about why you lost and what you could have done better like you don't think i was thinking about all the things i could have done better in the grand finals with virtual like i thought about it all, all all weekend right even though i'm happy for him i was like damn like i should have done this or i should have done that yeah right yeah, but that's yeah. like that's always good things to think about so that for the future you make less mistakes and we're always going to still make mistakes but i think that part is probably the best way to improve without any direct feedback with other people and i think yeah. sure direct feedback and another set of eyes could definitely help but there's a lot you can do just by just looking at your yourself right an introspection in that regard yeah caleb is huge on that caleb has told us before that he likes to watch back his cast i'm actually the opposite i really don't like to watch myself uh (laughs) just blink just blink out the bottom half of your face and you'll feel i feel like it's i'm I'm batman no i feel like it's (laughs) it's pretty cringe uh to watch myself back so i don't watch myself back very often but i always try to like i have like a mental checklist of all the things i want to touch on Mm -hmm. and i try to address those points and then address like different points and like kind of switch things up. So things feel fresh. Uh, but, uh, I guess the last piece of advice I would add, I would, uh, the last piece of advice I would add here is that if you watch uh, a sport you really like, whether it's, you know, NFL football or it's hockey or it's, uh, you know, baseball or something else, just watch commentators that you really like and actually just maybe even not even watch the game, just listen really intently to what they say, because, we're we're accustomed to like this very professional level of casting in a lot of sports and then when you juxtapose that against someone who's just getting started 
the differences become obvious. Yeah. Right. So if you can set your sight on on you know the goal on top of the mountain and just keep looking that direction and, and moving that direction, eventually you'll get closer to it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's better to just like, you know, again, look at the top tier stuff and kind of take notes from them. Yeah, I think that's why people like Mark Sun and Butters are really good. They're like yes. naturally good at this because they probably consumed a lot of like sports content and commentary. And a lot of leagues. Yeah. League. yeah, yeah. A lot exactly. of League of Legends. A lot of League of Legends. Not Butters, but Mark Sun, right? But uh, but they're both very good because of that. And, you know, obviously they have their own style as well that they incorporated, but like the most like the most important thing about casting is like making the matchups exciting explaining things mm-hmm. in a way that's easily digestible to everyone not just a high granular level right so if a high granular level play happened you need to be able to explain to masses on what exactly happened right instead of just saying like oh my gosh like that you know that pivot was amazing and we're like what's a pivot yeah. right if you don't know um sure but uh and i think the other thing and you mentioned this too, and I think it's so, so key, is when people say, like, you captured the emotions I f- felt as a battler on that stage. Yeah. Right? And that's yep. so important, right? Like, a huge mm-hmm. moment happens, right? You want to be able to feel it as the audience, right? If, you, if you're not con- – like, it's, it's one of two things. Either one, you didn't notice how impressive it was, and they're like, oh, my gosh, like, dude, that was actually wild, and here's why. Or in most likely scenarios, like a huge catch happens and like everyone realizes it, your emotion not only matches the players, right? Because you can see their reactions on screen, but also mm-hmm. the emotions of everyone watching, right? In the audience yes. and the stream chat. Because it is so, it's like such a weird dichotomy. If something huge happens, you're like, whoa, that was pretty big. But everyone's going wild and you're like, wait, what is going on? Like, yeah, that was the hugest moment of the game. Why, why are you not reacting? And this is not to say like, scream or go over the top right it should be your general genuine reaction i think people can yeah. tell the difference between that right like when you ca- yeah. when you see butters casting everyone knows he feels exactly how he feels when he's talking right there's nothing fake about it at all and you know authenticity goes a long way there too but here's the thing not everyone is not everyone has that authentic hypeness right like that's just like mark sounds a great example he does he doesn't fall out of his chair right you know his his like level 10 hype is like butters is level two hype right yeah true <laughs> yeah. true true but, but that's Everything's fine relative. You, yeah yeah so that's where you you know you lean on your co-caster and hopefully you have a good relationship where they can kind of cover some of that too right but um mm-hmm. or something you get into and you get in the moment and you you do let yourself express that way so yeah um but i think that's also a good good explanation too for some people like if you really have like very little emotional response and you're not the best commentary like like not everyone's you know, is is suitable to be a caster, and that's fine, right? That's not yeah. a, that's not a that's not a bad thing per se, right? But I think those yeah. are definitely generally what good casters a lot of them have in common. Yeah. So, so I think I'll say it before I forget it. But I think that just like you kind of pointed out before, I think two two words: you empathize, and then you emphasize. So, what I mean by that is you have to have empathy for the players yes. and what they're going through in that moment, how they're feeling, what they're thinking, how fast their heart is beating, if they're sweating, if they're shaking, that kind of stuff. You empathize with them, try to put yourself in their shoes. And then, whatever emotion they're feeling, but they can't actively show it because mm-hmm. they're showing it through their gameplay, you have to emphasize and express what's actually, you know, what's actually going on there. Um, last example I use is if you watch like uh, a really powerful movie, right? Mm-hmm. One of my favorite movies, uh, excuse me, my favorite movie is Interstellar. And there's that That's really your favorite movie of all time? Of all time. Nice. Yeah. 
And there's this really key moment where Matthew McConaughey is watching videos back from his family, right? They've sent him these videos over time. And if you watch that movie and you see him and what he's experiencing, yes, it is emotional. You realize what's going on. But if you also listen to the music and you feel the music kind of amplify everything else around it, and the music really sells it because yeah. if if you take something out of that equation and you have Matthew sitting there watching the videos and you hear it would totally kill the vibe of everything, <laughs> right? So, so you so in my mind, the caster is kind of like the soundtrack too. And I think I've said mm-hmm. this before, but the caster like should that. like emphasize what's actually happening and just amplify everything. Yeah. Yeah. I that's a really great analogy. Matthew McConaughey is also a Mississippi guy, right? Uh Texas. Oh, Texas. Okay. I know he's from the yeah. South. Do you, do you like him as an actor? Uh, I think he's really good. My, my favorite piece of television. Oh, dude, actually, I, I must like McConaughey a lot. My, my favorite piece of television is True Detective Season 1. Oh, my one. God. I was just going to say that. I was like, dude. if you have seen True Detective Season 1, you got to 10 out of it. 10. I, season I 2 watched... was so bad. It's so bad. Dude, I was I, like I, watched... I was like looking up like Wikipedia articles every day, every episode. Like, what did I just watch? Like, I don't know what the plot line's going on. Makes no yeah. sense. Yeah, Vince Vaughn uh, was I, I a watched, villain. <laughs> it was weirdest. It was really weird. I watched all of Breaking Bad. I've watched like several other TV series in their in their entirety. True Detective is like a short series. Is my favorite piece of TV. Yeah, yeah. third season's really good though. It had um, what's yeah. his name? Uh, oh, they brought uh, what's his name? Dude, I'm blanking. It's Mahershala. Uh, Mahershala. Uh, Mahershala Ali. Mahershala. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's an amazing actor too. Yeah. yeah, they tied it into the other seasons, which is kind of cool. Yeah, season yeah, two. Yeah, I, I liked him in in House of Cards. He played Remy, I think. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't even see the last few seasons, but you know, you know what happened yeah. there. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that whole thing. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, yeah. anyway <laughs> thank you, King Ducks Bull, for the longtime support. Hopefully, not the last comment we see too uh, from you. Michael Davis said, "Also, twenty episodes in twenty weeks, which is only five months." Episode 100 will be in June. Yeah, our math is not very good. Our math? You were the one that said it. <laughs> no, our math. We decided together. Oh, my gosh. Well, if it's in June, oh, that really speeds up our timeline. You know but what yeah, it was? that's right. Well, yeah, what, what were you thinking? Why did you it, say October? I was looking. I was looking at 52 weeks being in the year. 52 weeks being in the year. Oh, so you But I didn't account for weeks. like – I started from 52 instead oh, of starting 20 episodes. Oh, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh gotcha. Whatever. Interesting. Okay. Well, funny enough, Michael Davis is the only one that noticed that. So apparently everyone else got like mad. I saw like three comments about that. Oh, really? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Never mind. We're getting to it. <laughs> As you scroll, there's like three other people who are like, That's man, okay. you guys need help on math. Um, <laughs> Speedy's got a moment of clarity. The beer was distracting his math, but now it's gone. So he can, he can think sure. clearly now. Um. Der- uh, Derek Cruz says, thoughts on expanding GOAT championships to Ultra Master League? I enjoy Great League, but would love to see various Pokemon in other leagues. Would it ever get to a point where one could get points for their ranking in each league and the overall winner has the highest combined points or it's Great League where it's at? Probably, yeah. And great question. Honestly, I think it'd be so cool if they did have an open Ultra League like one year or something and a Master League one year. Um Master League's a little weird, though, because I feel like there's going to be a lot of mirror teams. But then again, in the top of the meta in Great League, like there's a lot of overlap. Here's here's the biggest issue. Accessibility. Not even just like candies, but Stardust and also like levels. Right? You have to be a certain level to even... This is not like VGC where you can have a low 50 team easily, right? Every, it's adjust, right? They have like a way to adjust all the levels as well to low 50. Yeah. So you don't even have to worry about overleveling Pokemon. Like it is so much easier to grind out a team of legendary Pokemon or like high ranked Pokemon 
in VGC than it is for mm -hmm. Pokemon Go. Like Ultra League is like almost, if not more expensive. It's like pretty much as expensive Master League because everything's XL Pokemon, right? Yeah, you can find them in the wild, but it takes a while to grind it. And then Master League just yes. costs a lot of you know, rate pass and stuff. I think if one day we did have that accessibility, that would be great. I don't know if Niantic will go down that road though, because for them, like it is like a part of their income or their, their profits is related to a lot of these like raids and stuff. And to make it suddenly cheaper to do all of them, eh, it gets a little tough. Yeah. Um, and, and we don't want to like, I think for me, even though it makes it more interesting to see like, Oh, imagine like, Cobalion, right? And in, in you're commentating Cobalion matchup, right? Or you see like um like a mill tank, Ultra League Mill Tank, right? Like you never see that in Great League, right? But it has play in Ultra League. You know, that'd be yeah. so cool to see, but it just at the current state of the game, I think it's way too hard. And if we were to do it, like it's possible to do it, we just cut down the participation way too much. And yeah, it, so it would probably lose a lot of our momentum that we built and also just, you know, I I, I just hate gatekeeping things. From especially yeah. newer players but even veteran players like a lot of veteran players cannot play ultra like i, I play on our factions our team format and i'm pre i'm the only one that has ever played ultra league on our factions there's like probably one or two other people that can but i'm the only one because of how costly and inaccessible, inaccessible a lot of these things are and probably because i'm just ego purpose i don't want to give up the spot but you know that's the difference dude i can't i can't tell you how many times we've tried to ask our GBLA players, you know, uh -huh. top top 10 leaderboard players to actually go and play Master League in GBLA and they just riot and resist. <laughs> they said, I have no Pokemon. I can't do it. Well, I don't want to compete this week. Before? We've done it a few times, but uh -huh. I'm telling you, one, one time we did it, we had to dig down to like the top 35 oh to find gosh. people that actually wanted to do it. Just run the same um, three Pokemon. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I think you touched on my point. My mm -hmm. point is... Uh, is player base mm -hmm. i think if the player base was bigger we could definitely accommodate that yeah and as we see with the main series games they'll have like certain rule sets for each regional mm -hmm. kind of broken up for example the last sword and shield champ championships that we watched the first and the last uh you know had zashi and kyogre and like you know growled on all kinds of crazy stuff and you're never going to see that in go or yeah. at least not in the short term um but what really is the, the disconnect for me is that TCG has the largest number of players at these regionals, like by mm -hmm. far, right? Mm -hmm. They have a thousand to, you know, 1500 at every single one of these regionals, internationals, maybe even more. And you can buy trading cards at, you know, tons of different stores. You can go to specialty game shops. You can go to uh, chains like GameStop. You can mm -hmm. even go to Walmart and find them on the shelves there. Um, whereas in my mind, like VG, for example, you know, buying a Nintendo Switch, and then downloading Pokemon Scarlet after you buy that as well. Like that's a little bit more of an investment just mm -hmm. for one, one device. Yeah. And there are a lot fewer VG players, but smartphones and smart mobile devices are nearly ubiquitous mm -hmm. in the U S and in, in like other parts of the world as yeah. well. In most, most developed countries. Right. So when, when you look at that and you say, okay, well, if it's, if it's an accessibility issue, you can download Pokemon go for free for free and then your only input is not even money really like you can grind a good team by just going out and catching stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. so i feel like if the player base was you know 5 10x what it is right now in terms of pvp we could have ultra master we could even have like team formats we could do crazy stuff mm -hmm. right but yeah. i just don't think the player base is where it needs to be but i think having mobile devices in everyone's hands in the u.s is a really freaking good start to having go one day maybe even being the the dominant 
mm-hmm. you know, player based game there. Maybe there's two thousand go players at every tournament. Right. Dude, that'd be wild. <laughs> be insane. It's, good, it's a good thing I could be it this year when there's only 128. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when, if you back just, when it's easier, right? <laughs> I, I think, you know, I don't think he minds me saying this because he said, said it on his podcast, but back before Daniel was a go broadcast producer, he did mm-hmm. a third shield podcast yep. and he literally said that Pokemon go is the Pokemon game for everyone mm-hmm. because anyone can pick up their smart device and download it for free. They don't yep. have to pay anything. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, you can pay stuff if you want, but like Stardust is free, you know, grinding. It enhances the game. It yeah. enhances your experience, mm-hmm. but you can still like get, you mm-hmm. know, the game for free. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of free to play players. Um, yeah. But it's a great question, though, uh, uh, Derek. Uh, I think it's um, it's one to consider. I personally think and I know there's probably bias here. I mean, there's everyone has bias, right? But I'll just flat out say my bias here. But I think open ultra league show six is probably the most balanced meta you can have. As mm-hmm. long as you have access to resources. Obviously, if you don't have access to the Pokemon, the resources, that's a whole different situation. Mm-hmm. But the reason why it works so well, and we see this literally in Holiday Cup, because they had a Holiday Cup in Great League and a Holiday Cup in Ultra League. And the Holiday Cup in Great League, man, I was running some D-Gen stuff. It was right? rough. And I was running the double grass, right? Double race league grass. You can still do pretty well with it. You can't get away with that stuff. Double charm. Or you can't get away with that stuff in Ultra League. If you saw an Ultra League, no one even ran double charm because it was just not that good, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many ice types and so many, you know, dragons. And you're, we're not dragons, you're too bulky. Fire, yeah. You're too bulky in Ultra too League. Too bulky. Can't, yeah. That's the thing. In Ultra League, and this is why it's different from Master League, you have more... You know, you could power up more to CP to 2,500, which means you could fit in way more stat products, especially all these XL Pokemon, level 50 Pokemon. And the the more bulk they have, the less hard they hit. So what you end up having in Ultra League is a lot of really bulky Pokemon that don't hit as hard, Mm -hmm. which ends up being a really interesting meta. It doesn't sound great, but it ends up being a really interesting meta because there's so much neutral play into everything. Almost yes. everything. You don't even get one shot by Grass now from a Cresselia on, on Swampert, right? Maybe a Shadow Swamp yeah. would. I mean, that's still not a great matchup. But, like, there's so much bulk. And because of the bulk, it, you can manipulate the switch timer so much because you're not locked in a matchup for so long that you can't swap out, right? Like, a Charizard into a Lantern in Ultra League, you probably could swap out if you decide to spend your shields to clear, you know, to, to get to another matchup or try to catch stuff. And so it makes it really interesting. Now, the downside is the battles end up being longer. But that's because the mm-hmm. battles, there's more, you know, bulk and everything. And you might end up with timeouts, which is a little weird, but that's part of the strategy, I guess. Um, that's also, and, that's, I mean, that's a strategy yeah. that we don't even see in Great League. Yeah, that could yeah. be like a whole new wrinkle, right? Like, exactly. oh, is he going for the timeout strat? What's he doing? Exactly. exactly. By the way, Shadow Shadow Swamper takes 87.5% from a grass not on crest. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So even Just, that's just a one shot. Yeah. Yep. So, so, yeah. I mean, I think. And Swampers not even the best. I mean, it's not. It's actually pretty decent, actually. But, um, but uh, yeah. I mean, it just it just makes things super interesting, and that's why I love playing it um, in factions for the team format. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it's it's really fun if you know how to like. Essentially, anytime I lose, I'm like, yeah, I could have done a thousand things to win. You know, like I don't. Sure. It's very it's very few times where I just get hard counter every single matchup. Yeah, yeah. Um, very rarely are you like. Are you like, yeah, I picked the wrong team and that's why I got RPS? Like, yeah. Very rarely. Yeah. yeah. But we'll see. We'll see. Maybe years down the road. Um, I don't think it's something that's going to happen anytime soon, but I, I could be wrong. Yeah. Uh, Toshi Suzuki 
not our Toshi friend, I think, but maybe I don't think so. Um, Toshi Suzuki said live recording for episode 100 with other PvP shoutcasters as guests. That's a good. That's a good option. Yeah, I think the best, mm-hmm. biggest thing is we want to make sure it's balanced, right? If we have like ten people on the podcast, like everyone's going to talk like twice, right? At most. Yeah. So we want to make sure it's like there's enough you like content for us to like actually feature people if we do do that. But that'd be an interesting one. I like that. I mean, it's coming soon, June. Like, dude, <sighs> gotta get ready. Yeah, we gotta get ready. Uh, Michael Davis for the shirts. I like the idea of caricatures. Oh, oh, that could be cool. Okay, that could be cool. That could be cool. I've never had a character made of myself. I'm pretty sure it'd be fun. Oh, the beardless one should be really good. But we'll nah, see. Beard, beard's back by then. Don't worry. No, I know. But remember how the bet goes, right? If I win the bet, you're going beardless in the shirt now, dude. Speaking what? Of Chief, I gotta thank you too, right? You actually did me the great service of taking your selfie and posting on Twitter the headshot, the new headshot now. In front of a, green, a green screen. screen. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah, dude. Yo, even better. Yo, you know how easy is the meme on it? I don't know if you saw the memes from this past week, but there's one where you're bald. <laughs> did you see that Send one? Me to the- yeah, I did see it. Send yeah, me to the moon. <laughs> yeah, make sure he doesn't have a beard on the moon, though. Right? I don't really care if he's on the moon <laughs> or on like Mars or on Jupiter for all that matters. But man, no beard. Man. No beard. Um, yeah, that'd oh be funny. Uh, Keith Cavanaugh said, "Did you guys say episode one hundred be forty weeks away? More like twenty. Just don't want you getting caught by surprise. You plan something special for it. Thank you. We 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 came to a conclusion that math is not great. Scott also said, how's your math, guys? If you're on episode Dude, eighty, I'm right now, you. post an episode per week. That's twenty weeks until you get episode one hundred. Where did you get forty from? <laughs> They're laughing. Um, PB Steve said, Zionic return for a number 100. Hey, maybe that'd be cool. Maybe, yeah, yeah. maybe that could be interesting. Yeah, I haven't talked to him like face to face in a while or or podcast to podcast, but um, yeah, it could be good. And then Victor DiMartino says, Please don't shave, Speedy. And you said, I'm sorry, I had to. Case in point, fulfilled Case the bet. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Um, and then Toshi said, uh, Suzuki said, update your YouTube profile pic after he said that. That wasn't part of the bet. I guess it wasn't. You also updated your banner profile pic to you and Morita. I did. Yeah. But it's you with a beard. Pre-shave. You, you with a beard. Uh, was was the banner part of the bet? No. Was it? it? No. I guess it we wasn't. didn't. I don't think I thought that through. Yeah. Y- you know... Thank you. Because next time I will make sure there's not as many. <laughs> Dude, we're, our bets are, are suddenly going to be like these documents on legal size <laughs> paper are. that we have to like sign. <laughs> this is the best part. I love that it's our, we come up with the bets on the podcast like while recording so that I can always go back and pull the recording and show people, right? So that, yo, Speed's like, I didn't say that, did I? I'm like, here's a clip. Well, a clip. I, I like I like making you go back and find the receipts though. You know me. I don't mind. I don't mind finding receipts. I got, I got receipts on all the people if I need it. That's panic. Um, anyway, uh, so yeah, uh, we have some events coming up. So let's just breeze through this because we're already at an hour forty. And oh yeah, man, we just we're just regularly at these two hours. We spent apart. we spent an hour on San Diego by itself, I believe. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're asking you asking me to talk about myself and my accomplishments. I mean. This uh, this god complex can't get any bigger these days. I I, I don't want to <laughs> say like I don't want to say the beard thing has been like borderline obsessive, but I wanted to hear about you for a change. 
Uh, the fear thing was great though. I love it. I love it. It was funny. I was talking to my friend HM London, and after the tournament, he was like, he's saying to Rand Berger, like, Berto, I'm really glad you won. You know, Caleb's my friend, but if he won, I would never hear the end of it. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, London, come on now. You don't think I'll find a way to brag about second place forever? Like, I'll do that it's too. True, it's true. <laughs> it's true. But yeah, that was qualified fun. for worlds. Nice. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm gonna be bummed the next time around when I go O2 for real. <laughs> but, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I was so I was gonna ask you something, Speedy. Right, and you could be honest yeah. on what you think on this. I'm sure a lot of people in the audience will feel differently too. Sure, will have different opinions on it. But I was gonna go compete at Connecticut if I wasn't commentating because my mom sure. lives there. I was gonna visit. I, okay, I already know for a fact, dude, I don't have the skills for VGC at the moment. Like, I have way too much I need to learn. And it's not that I don't have the capability to learn it. I think that I currently just don't have the time to dedicate myself to actually learning it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so for this specific uh, year of the championship series, I probably would just stick to go if I compete. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about people that have already qualified for world championships and compete? And and when I say compete, I mean like compete with like a fairly legitimate team, not like Anhalf running ultra beast like legendaries, Anhoff. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. um, I mean, like if like I like I said, like I'm not, I don't mind using Spice, but Spice has got to be good, right? I mean, Anhalf made it yeah. work pretty well, but it's just like it's you're you're going to run into some issues, right, with the team. But like if I'm going to pay money to go, I'm going to try, right? So I don't feel like as a community, we should be gatekeeping people who perform well from coming back to future tournaments, right? Because a lot of people, for example, it's Axon, Trent, Dunebug. These people are based in in wildly different parts Mm -hmm. of the US, but they will fly to these competitions, right? Well, I I mean, for people that have already qualified for Worlds, I should say, to clarify. So like people like like Enhoff, Dunebug, myself, Pocket, right? People like that. Well, well, I feel like, I, I feel like, there's... like Dude, why is Doombug at San Diego? And I'm just like, well, he's he's allowed to be, but also like, yeah. I mean, because I was just seeing some side comments. I'm not going to name names, but some people said that, right? But I was just like, also, he probably bought his ticket in his accommodations before he won Arlington, you know, because that yeah. was like less than a month ago, right? So Dude, like, he was already Pocket. Pocket had like five tournaments in mind before yeah. he won yeah. his, right? And he already, if he um, ever had the flights book, like he's going to come anyway. I don't have the flights yeah. book for Connecticut's a different story, right? So, yeah. I mean, I'm like, I'm thinking about my argument. I'm like seeing holes in it as I think yeah. about it. Uh, so Isn't my first weird? Argument... I don't think I'll do as well, but wouldn't it be weird if I place like second or first or something and I take a cash prize from someone else? That... So I, I actually have a question for you that I'm not sure you know the answer to, yeah. but, but, I'll, but I'll get to that. Uh-huh. Um, so, so, so the first thing is that obviously locals, right? That we have these in different geographic locations so that locals can participate. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, why not just have like every single one in one state, right? right. Just like come to Florida once a month for this tournament, right? right. Um, so the local aspect is huge. I think we really need to pump up our local numbers. I think that's where we're really strongly lacking. Mm-hmm. But the people that travel, I think is good. And you could say, okay, there are two sides of it, right? You can say, A, you don't want to gatekeep people from traveling to these events, even uh-huh. if they've already won, because that helps boost the participation numbers. Or B, you don't want to gatekeep locals because they know that freaking Dunebug from Boston is flying out to San Diego <laughs> yeah. to kick your butt, even though you're a San Diego local, uh-huh. right? So I could see both sides, right? Yeah. Um, uh, I feel like, yeah, local communities, and I feel like, People should be able to travel to numerous ones. The most important question, right, that we actually did know the answer to for mm-hmm. a little while was if somebody who has already won places 
in a, another winning position, whether it be first and second at a regional or one through four at an international, do they take the spot from someone else? Yeah. And the answer is no. No, they we don't. saw this in um, we saw this in LAIC when Ragef LNDS Ragef actually placed, uh, I believe it was third. So the invitation went to the fifth place player. Mm -hmm. It was one, two, four, five, right? Yeah. Um, now the question for you, Caleb, is if you qualify but you decide not to compete, does your spot pass on to Kong Laser or not? Oh, I guess you. Yeah, yeah. If people ask me that too, and I personally don't know the answer to it, but I think <laughs> I'm pretty sure, based off of like last year, uh, last year's um, first season, mm -hmm. inaugural season for Pokemon Go. Uh, nothing happens here because there's a lot of people that qualified for world championship in London last year and they didn't show up either. They got sick. They couldn't get a visa. They couldn't afford the ticket. They didn't want to go, et cetera, et cetera. And mm -hmm. they didn't go back and be like, Oh, this person, blah, blah, blah. Right. It only cascades down if they already earn their invitation, but if they choose to go or don't choose to go, it doesn't, it doesn't mean like, Oh, this country or this region has this many people they need. It's not like the Olympics. Like the United States has this many people to bring to the Olympics for this sport. Like this representatives. Spots, right? Yeah, representatives, you know? right? Like it's not, yeah. it doesn't work like that. It's just more so if you get your ticket or not, right? And so you have to earn it either from actually, you know, winning uh, mm -hmm. the spot for it or if the person that won ahead of you already had it and then it goes straight down to that day. Like I think you find out that gotcha. day or so. Yeah, so okay. that's to my knowledge. But... I mean, if I'm wrong, you know, keep your ears peeled, Kong Glacier, I guess. But um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Gotcha. Was, oh, speaking of Kong Glacier, it was, it was a little awkward. It was funny too. So I faced him on day one, right, in the winners' finals. And then, uh, you know, I'm a little short on friend space. So afterward, I delete him. I was like, ah, well, good games, right? Like, I, I was like, maybe he makes it through loose bracket, but I don't know. He did. So he ended up making it day two. I was like, ah, well, what are the chances I'm going to bow him? And I end up facing him in the losers' finals. And he's like, hey, yeah, you could just send me a friend request. Like, we're still friends, right? And I was like, um. Yeah. Here's my QR code. You're gonna have to scan it again. He's like, "What? You deleted me already?" I was like, <laughs> "I was like, Whoops. I'm sorry, dude. I was like, I, I really didn't think I see you this soon <laughs> on the battlefield dude, again. But here we are. <laughs> I, I actually paired with somebody in in ADL, uh -huh. and they were sending me screenshots of their QR code, and they were like, "Just scan, just scan this, and like, oh, battle, battle one. Yeah, but those expire in like a minute or something. Yeah, nice yeah. So we had to do it like four times. <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Come on." What was it? Message to me. I think I think they probably did the same thing with me. Okay, I'll tell you. Um, actually, no. I think all the ADL people actually. Oh, I never bowed them before. That's funny. Okay, yeah, that's yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, they mostly tie on friendship space. Um, I'm not that type, but I just like you know, if I don't cross paths with people often, and you know, um, mm -hmm. it, I don't typically add them for whatever reason. Uh, but anyway, I don't even know how we got to this. How do we get to this topic? Yeah, I don't was know. I, I was like. We started to like. I think we went on a tangent there. But we definitely I, went on some tangent. We spent too long talking up. about. Oh, I think we just said we spent too long talking about San Diego. <laughs> we ended up talking more about San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were like, we're going back to this for one second, and then twenty minutes later. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, anyway, so community day, Larvatar, January community day. Well, let me throw out yes. the graphic right now. Go but, ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, graphics on the screen now. But yeah, you want to break this down? <laughs> Yeah, of course. I mean, this was uh, this was announced, I think, last week. Larvitar Community Classic. It earns, or excuse me, it learns SmackDown. Mm -hmm. uh, you can earn, I believe, it's two times catch XP if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And uh, 
I remember my first three times. Larvitar, three times. Three times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I remember my first Larvitar community day. It was in Ybor City in Tampa. It was one of the hottest days of the year. And I was uh, chilling with my buddy Conrad. We were walking around catching uh, Larvitars. I remember it was huge, huge for anticipation. Mm-hmm. Larvitar is a, unless you're Caleb Ping and you play it in Master League, it is not very much uh, <laughs> a PvP Pokemon, but it is it's very, not. very good for raids. I had the uh, Shadow Bite Titar too. Sh- shredding with the bite. Uh, <laughs> but I think it's a really cool one. I'm probably going to catch a few, but in in the in the gap between 2018 and now, I've actually been trading away all my Larvitars and Pupitars, so I have enough XLs mm-hmm. for my level 50 Shadow. How many XLs you got? Let's let's this do a little comparison. Okay, um, so I don't think there's no a whole lot of utility there, but yeah, yeah, it could be good for raids um, to max out, especially because there's no more there's no more classic in the future, right? So that mm-hmm. could be good. And also the other thing on top of that is when Mega T-Char comes out, it'll probably be really good in raids, right? I don't oh, think Mega T-Char Mega will be good T-Char. PP, but like, you know, max low 50 with Mega T-Char. All right. I'm at 713. Oh, I got you beat. What? Yeah. How? You hatch it? Because I trade all I mine s- too. I sent you the screenshot. Oh my God. Discord. I got you beat. Oh, 764. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty impressive for someone that has less catches than me. All right. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> got to rub it in somehow, right? <laughs> oh, my God. We'll, uh, we'll see if that lasts. I set a personal catch goal for this year. Oh, what's your personal catch goal? Uh, So I caught like, like 60. Year? Yeah, I caught like 64,000 Pokemon last year. I want to catch 100K this year. Oh, okay. That's I my goal. I didn't take a screenshot. That's that's cool though. I like that. That's mm-hmm. a that's a just hefty goal. Just for fun. I like it. Yeah, I like it. For fun. I mean, you'd be grinding out these events for sure. I know it. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. But anyway, it's a it's a good one to have if you don't haven't done stuff. I mean, good time to evolve stuff, I guess. SmackDown, generally speaking, is good, but sometimes bites okay. Um, I, I hope I, doesn't Tito have like a signature move or something somewhere? Uh, you caught me. I actually don't know what it is. I don't know either, which is why. Well, obviously, I'm trying to ask you. Um, Tyranitar. Yeah, sorry, we're like move? Googling during the recording here. Mountain Munch? Mountain Munch? That's how. Uh, oh, no, this was a proposal. Oh, okay. Okay. Honestly, sorry, everybody, for like no, researching this on the yeah, spot. Yeah, <laughs> we're just, we're clearly noobs. <laughs> uh, Mountain Munch is a funny Pokemon name, though. Right. Uh, Maybe I don't know. F- trivia though, fun fact: no other Pokemon has the same type combination as Tyranitar. Not a wow. single one. Dark and rock. Unique. Dark and rock. Yeah. Super weak to fighting, but I was gonna say uniquely terrible against fighting. Hey, no. Bastion also double weak to fighting. We okay it's here. True, we it's okay true. here. Um. Anyway, so that will be on Saturday, January twenty-first, from two p.m. to five p.m. I'll probably play a little bit. I won't go. Yeah, I'll play it. Maybe I'll just walk around and stuff. Yeah, it just feels weird when there's no like dust rewards and stuff because like I'm not trying as hard. But maybe I'll Mm -hmm. catch some extra Pokemon. I do need some dust. Um, Yeah, for sure. We have another event going on right now. It's the Twinkling Fantasy event. So let me pull that up on the screen right now so you all can see it for the YouTube version. But uh, a lot of people are saying that this is probably the best event of the year uh, so far, which it might be. We were both wrong on the new Mega. But kind of on the yeah. right track, right? We we're, were thinking fairy and stuff. There's a lot of fairy in this. You said mm-hmm. Mega Gardevoir. I said Mega Mawile. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, there's actually a lot of dragons too. It's Mega Salamance, which is kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think it's going to be really great in PvP uh, when they have Megas around, but um, it's in like a Master League particularly just because of the moveset. But yeah. might be good in raids. It's kind of cool to have. And the typing's great. Dude. What, dragon flying, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know if you ever do this, but I, I actually went in my trainer profile in the game mm -hmm. and I scrolled down past my badges over mm -hmm. to like my typings badges to see how many I've caught of certain types. And I've caught by far the fewest are dragons. Like if well, you look at the type sense, of they're pretty rare, I've, right? I've caught 74,000 normal types. I've caught 15K fighting, 41,000 flying. But if you look at dragon, it's like 75,000 is the highest for you. For yeah. normal types? Well, 70, 74, 74,050. Mm. Yeah. I'm at 109K for normal types. Wow. Wait, okay. but they're not sorted by typing. I just, okay, I'm just assuming because I'm just looking through them now. Yeah, um, if you scroll down to the yeah, badges. Probably, yeah, it's probably normal typing. Just, I mean, they're pretty basic, right? Um, I think, yeah, dragon is probably the least for me, too. I only have 9K on the dragon. What's your dragon count? My dragon's only like 8,000 something. Oh, okay. You're not that far off on dragons, at least. Yeah, I'm at 88640. Eight, oh, should we do a little contest? No, I don't know. I, I should. Nah. I'm, I'm going to be stressed this week if I'm trying to catch dragons. Let's <laughs> <laughs> okay. relax. I lose these catch counts, catch things all the time. <laughs> so I got I to oh, know where my strengths are here. <laughs> for sure. Oh, for sure. Anyway, so you get two times XP. Plus additional ca uh, candy for catching with nice, great, or excellent throws. Increased chance of candy XL for catching with a nice, great, or excellent. That's really cool. I like that because it's like a little skill challenge. And you have an increased catch rate when you land those anyway. You get some extra mm -hmm. XP for catching the Pokemon successfully. Shiny Dedenne debut. Shout out to Swagtives. That's his favorite Pokemon. Woo! Still pretty yeah. trash in PP though, but still, you the, know. <laughs> the, little, the little chocolate mouse. He did sim something where I think it was like a max out Dedenne versus a max out... Was it Dialga? No, it wasn't Dialga. Right? It could have been Dialga. It was some dragon. Oh, Mega Salamance. I think he simmed out a, 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 a maxed out Tadene versus maxed out Salamance, and Tadene does win it, win that matchup. I think that's what it was. Wow. I don't know. I was just talking about something. I, I saw something on Twitter about it. But... I think Tadene only gets like 1,900 yeah. or something. It's, it's, yeah, it's not good for PP. I mean, you know. But hey, it's a cool shiny. It's like a little it is. chocolate mouse. Uh, we got a bunch of spawns here, mostly dragon. Uh, oh, people were saying too, the best thing to mega evolve. Uh, I think it was actually Mr. Avalanche that I saw mm. on Twitter post this. Um, but you want to Altaria, right? Altaria, yeah, because there's fairy, it's fairy dragon type, and you got all these fairies like Clefairy, Jigglypuff. Is Jigglypuff just normal, or no, it's fairy type too, right? It's Clefairy, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I wasn't sure if it's like just evolution or not. Dratini, Togetic, you know, Meryl. Ralts, you know, all these stuff. Vibrava, Bagon, Dino, mm -hmm. Dedene, Gumi. If you're lucky, Wild Gumi and, um, what was that, Swoobat? Swoobat, yeah. yeah. Or uh, Noibat. Noibat, Noibat. Um, Noibat, which could be shiny too. Gumi can't be shiny, but hey, getting some extra Gumis would be nice because I do, I don't have a Gudra for Ultra League yet. And I guess it might be okay for Master League. We talked about the Hisu and Gudra last time steel dragon type so maybe mm -hmm. getting some of those trading and seeing uh get the candy store if not maybe even like a good rank one like evolve i'm not sure how they're going to implement that later yeah but uh yeah gumi's i'll take it i'll take it gumi's rare i'll gumi's take it rare. i got that rank one from a trade 
I I remember <laughs> when the <laughs> I remember when the Gumi yeah. What one move set update away? Yeah. I remember when the Gumi hat came to the store and King tweeted out and he's like, "This is cool, but I'd rather have an actual Gumi, please." <laughs> That's true. Gumi's so, yeah, been super too. rare. Gumi yeah. and Skrelp spawned at the same time, and I don't think people took them seriously. And then no. they end up being pretty good for PV, or especially the Skrelp, Dracouchi, I guess. But um, yeah, and then we have some stuff in raids as well. Mega Salamence in raids, that's a big one. And the Zekrom will be available from the 10th to the 18th, knowing Fusion Bolts. So it's going to be cool. Has a signature move there. But yeah, should your friends event. should your friends send you Zekrom raids, Caleb? Are you doing them? Dude, you already heard me, man. I save all my legendaries, so you know I don't raid that much. <laughs> I appreciate anyone trying. Yeah, I appreciate anyone trying. I, I stay uh, offline in general, too, so people don't even know why I'm online. So I rarely get random invites. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, even though I play the game a decent amount. It's just that I, I don't want like the spam notifications, and I, I don't want to mislead people and think I'm going to just do a bunch of raids. Sure, sure, sure. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, um, GBL Season 13. I know you've been busy traveling and commentating for San Diego, so you probably haven't had a chance. But, yo, it was... Dude, this was a good couple of days for me because I hit Legend Friday morning before driving over to San Diego. So I was like, yo, stress-free. Wow. I got the Legend. I got the Libre. We're good, right? And, like, I don't have to worry about this anymore. And then I'm at San Diego, and then, you know, we know how that goes. I'm already going to go on tangent again. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, I was out grinding at, like, 8 a.m. Friday morning because I was trying to make a team. The team I ended up running, and I'll drop a YouTube video on this later today, so by the time people see the podcast, we'll be out. Um, but it was a snor it was originally a Gyarados in the lead, but I changed the Snorlax, so it was just like too glossy. It was Snorlax in the lead, Mammal Swine on the safe swap with high horsepower now, which is much better into mm -hmm. Metagross. And it just does a ton of neutral damage. And uh mm -hmm. Florgis in the back. Is it Florgis or Florgis? I think Florgis? it's Florgis. I actually, I actually okay. saw you I saw you get tagged in the GBLA server by Scafo. Oh so yeah, yeah, yeah. Caleb, another yes. mammoth swine player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's funny? Yeah, um, but uh, yeah. So it was, it was pretty good. But I was running a single mood Florges for the longest time because for the first few sets because I didn't have enough dust to double move it. I barely got enough dust to power it up all the way. It was a lucky two, but um, I barely had enough what? dust to power it up all the way. Yeah, I was digging into my encounters. So I was catching star use in my bank encounters. <laughs> I was like, shoot, nice. I'm running low. But um, but yeah, so I did that and I hit Legend with it. It was great. Um, I think I went on like a fourteen and three run or something with it. When nice. I often Snorlax. Yeah, I beat Bentuski in the final battle, dude. Ooh, yeah. but runner I, I up from GBLA this season. Yeah. Oh, was he runner up? Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. I know Doombug yeah. won it. Um, mm -hmm. but uh, yeah, I went through. I was I was ready three and one. I think the three and one, the three and two would be fine, but. A little icing on the cake there, and you know you better be sweating here because they drop that leaderboard soon. Sheesh. Keyword when? <laughs> yeah, hopefully for you, not for anytime soon. But not for not for a yeah, while. Not for a while, but yeah, Florges is rank one on the Sims, and it's pretty good. Um, it's pretty good. Some some are running Vine Whip. I went Fairy Wind, but Vine Whip is actually mm -hmm. nice because apparently you beat the Exedrill matchup with Vine Whip. Oh, it makes a lot of sense. Blast. Yeah. So it's kind of yeah. nice. It doesn't really help out any other matchups, I guess. But neutral vine whip versus mm -hmm. resisted fairy wind. Yeah, yeah, yeah that makes a, sense. Uh, it's a little better, maybe into mammal swine because you're doing super effective vine whips. But, um, well, yeah. How, what's what's the Elo app for Speedish Chief One here? 
Dude, to be honest, I've not been playing my sets. I'm still working on getting to 25. I know, man. I know. I mean, this man doesn't learn his lesson. <laughs> After the beer chain, everyone's like, Speedy, you got to stop making bets with Caleb. I'm like, you made a bet with me yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> very, very different bet. Very different. Very different bet. But yeah, just to recap, you didn't hear the, the last the thing podcast. Is, the just... thing is, I'm not, I'm not dumb, but I do like to win. All right? So I mean, I want, everyone likes I to win. win. Everyone likes to win. You know, me too. <laughs> me too. Dude, so on the 12th, we're going to uh, transition over to, it looks like, all three leagues, Great Ultra and Master. Yep, and then we've got Go Battle Weekend coming up, right? Yes, we got Go Battle Weekend. So that, that's what I'm going to put in my work, all right? All right. Hey, Bastion Day? <laughs> you do owe me a, bas- a day a day I sex do. worth of Bastion. I do. I might have to play some Bastion on. Yeah. Trevin and Double Elo. Steel? Trevin and Double Steel? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's not bad. I saw this one guy use that in San Diego. It looks, it looks pretty good. Hey, maybe you'll love it. Do you have an XL Bastion? Uh, no, not currently. Do you? Can you make one? Like yeah. you have the candy yeah, store. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. You got the dust. You? What are you spending this like fifteen million dust thing? However, it's like going up by the day. Dude, I've got so many streams I want to do. Look at all. Look at these shieldons. Yeah, I have three hundo shieldons. What? I don't yeah. even think I have a single one. I think I have a ninety-eight. Yeah. The Ultra League Bastion. I almost have enough to make make another one. Oh, my camera's okay. flipped. Yeah, no, it's fine. No, I, I no, it's it's reading uh correct for me. Oh, okay, nice. Yeah, yeah. Wait, is it is that excelled? No. Oh, okay. This is, I think. Uh, here, I'll show you. The Do you ideas. have one you can make? Oh, that's an old like rank one, I think. Yeah, right? this is Kingdom Cup Bastion. Yeah, Kingdom right Cup. Yeah, dude, that's a good one. Uh, I thought I did. Maybe I don't. You want a Bastion line? Uh, I might um I might make one just in, in commemoration of San Diego. I, mean, oh, okay. I already have a bunch of other ones. You already have something in mind. Yeah, so I could drop you the deets ahead of time if you want right, to try cool. it. We'll see. Cool. We'll see. I'll I'll test some stuff out on my Thursday patron stream and then see. But Okay. Okay. We'll see. I mean you better you better climb, man. You better climb. I know. I gotta start playing my games actually. This this is like the Amphros thing all over again, you know? I I wouldn't be upset. If someone won a regional with Amphros, I just don't think it's going to happen. Just like you, I wouldn't be upset if you beat me to rank three sixty five in the worlds. But at this current state in time, I, it's, it's hard. <laughs> I don't. I don't even have three hundred sixty five battles played. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's where we are but right how, now. How much? Um, how many battles did Morita do again? Because I know she had like not a lot of battles too. Oh, right? She had she, impressive. She was at five seventy five. Five seventy five. Let yeah, me, let I me think see. she had. I took a she had a fifty nine percent win rate. That's high. That's actually GDL, very good. That's very high. That's yes. very high. Uh, let me take a quick look here. Let's see. Oh shoot, I can't see it. I can't see how many battles I did. Um, I'll just look at what my current battles are. But I obviously played a few more. She she had how many total battles? I believe it was five seventy five. Oh yeah, that's way less than me. I have seven thirty right now. So even if I didn't do like, like maybe the oh. six sets I did recently or seven sets, like that's I'm still over. Yeah, yeah. that's impressive. That's very impressive. Congrats, um, man. No, oh wait, hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. It's right. It's right. Yeah. I was looking at an old screenshot. My bad. Oh no, no, you're good. She was like three thirty five out of five seventy five. It's really good. The uh, she's hit legend many times in the past, right? 
Yes, multiple okay. times in different leagues too. She's different done it in great ultra, open master, master league premier, uh, like a couple others. Dude, get her to go to one of these play Pokemon tournaments, man. You'd be commentating her matches too. It's funny, like I, I I know we don't want to get like too far on a tangent, but she did go to LAIC and she made a read about what her opponent was going to do in game three, and then she second guessed herself and changed mm. up her lead the last second. But if she would have just stuck with the original plan, she would have won that as well. Yeah, that's right. And, I forgot uh, she did compete at LAIC. Yeah, she it was Shadow really Lapras. cool. Yes, it was really cool. Shadow Lapras and Toxapex too. Uh, it was really neat because she. When going into the tournament, she was really nervous. She's like, I think I'm going to get, get out would I'm going to get embarrassed because I'm a public figure. People will like say, they say things right. Like they typically do, especially compounded by the fact that she's like a female battler. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have opinions on everything she does. Yeah. And, uh, she went in there and did like, you know, decently well, got knocked out in, in a, in a tough, tough matchup. And then immediately afterwards, she's like, I want to go to another tournament. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. it. I love, I love it. that. I yeah. love that too because people were like, dude, this is like, it's so different, right? It's so different mm-hmm. being there. The atmosphere is just amazing. People are nice yeah. too, right? Like, for the most part, there's no like real, like, any drama or anything. Like, it's so nice. Like, like a lot of people, like, I battle, I remember I battled one guy, Dapper Disc, dude, amazing battler too, someone I didn't know beforehand. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah and he was just like hey can we take a picture after we battle i told him i was like yeah i was like sure i was like if you beat me i might not be smiling though <laughs> I, was, I was just kidding he's like he's like no no it's fine it's fine i but think so that's... i beat him and he's like no don't worry i'm still gonna be smiling i was like no no yeah it was good yeah so i think that's what uh what our, our guy on twitter said as well asking about toxicity in the community yeah he said people are really kind on stage but like mm-hmm. toxic in the chat and yeah. i feel like you know it goes for a lot of games yeah. right? people when they're safe behind their keyboards, they send all kinds of right. messages. And I, I watched a lot of the VOD back too. I didn't see that much toxicity. Like I don't care yeah. if you're toxic towards me either, but like most people are like, oh, he threw, he threw. <laughs> Two minutes later, I get the mm-hmm. last laugh. <laughs> yeah. Again, the armchair quarterbacking, right? Like they're telling you what you should do, but you're literally in the grand finals. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, hey, I, I I will say I didn't I didn't play perfectly there, but um in every situation, but um yeah, there were there were definitely moments where I was able to kind of make some magic work here and there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, I think that'll probably wrap it up for us here too. You know, uh there wasn't a ton of tea that happened recently. We'll, we'll probably cover some maybe some other stuff that happened, but uh, we are going pretty long. And I know it's getting a little bit late for you too. So, oh, spotlight, mm-hmm. spotlight hour is about to start for you too. I don't know if you. Oh yeah, dude, play. are you playing that? My my catch goal, man. Slip I need off? to go catch stuff. Yeah, yeah, you need to catch some. Oh, stuff. I actually, off? I actually might go catch some. Yeah, yeah, I might go get some food and go catch some. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, we'll see. I'm probably just gonna watch some singles Inferno, you know. But that's uh, <laughs> yeah, what it is. Nice. But anyway, um, thank you all for joining in on episode 81 and man we're, we're running up on episode 100 real quick Can i know we, what are we gonna do i think this is kind of like a too lofty of a goal but maybe not if we could get a thousand subscribers on our youtube channel by episode 100 what? that would be that would make my day i don't think so though but let's let's take a quick gander i just want to see we only real quick how much we have we less have. than 200 i believe yeah i think so i think so so we're we're a few steps away but um but Let's take a look. 129. So we got a long way to go. Yeah. 20 weeks? I don't know. We, who knows? We could blow up. We could have like a viral moment, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Defense. If you shave your head. Ha, you first. 
No, no, no. no. <laughs> the memes are already too good for, with you, right? We can't. We can't uh, deviate. We can't deviate. This is. We can't. This is. This is the relationship we have, Speedy. It's you. It's me winning the bets and you embarrassing. Yourself. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, right. Let's just let's do some more catch bets. Let's see how that goes. Uh, uh, but no, puffs, it's fine. The, the thing is, we always have to elevate, right? Beard, mm-hmm. and then head, and you have to take the next one. It, it felt okay. You. Okay, if I but I do head. You have to do something like kind or comparable, right? What kind of possibly know. do shaving my head? Yeah. Yo, I'm gonna look like my friend Johnny. <laughs> uh, Johnny's a great guy. He he works for uh, the Pokemon Company, but he 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 rocks a shaved head too. Hey, no one will think yeah. I'm Aaron Zang after that one. That's for sure. That's true. That's, That's true. Sure. We not get mistaken. Yeah, Johnny yeah. came in clutch. He bought me a burrito on day one while I was really hungry. So um, yeah, dude. Yeah, Johnny's a man. Love it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that'll do it for us. Uh, again, feel free to drop us any questions down below in this upcoming YouTube video. If you're not subscribed to our YouTube channel, you like to only listen audio, that's okay. We love a subscription still, if you like, you know. If not, no worries. Spread the news, right? Try to get to 1,000 by episode 100, and maybe we'll get speediest chief out here in LA in June. In June? That'd be fun. There's a I'd lot going on in June, though. So maybe, maybe we record it at, like, a regional or something. We're both at it. Dude. Yeah, we gotta, let's, uh, yeah, we'll do the math. I'll actually do the math this time. We can't trust Speedy's math. I'll actually do the math to figure out exactly <laughs> what week it ends on. Unless we, for some reason, skip a week, which I doubt. Um, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll do the math and we'll make it work. But Yeah, we're anyway. pretty consistent. Let us know if you like our new schedule because we've been trying to get these out on Wednesdays. Caleb's done a great job in editing, and I think uh, it's been consistent. Yes, yes. We'll, we'll do our best. But uh, thank you all for joining, and we'll catch you on the next one. Peace. Yeah.